Welcome to the podcast studio of Phil, Adam and myself, otherwise known as the Fat Team. Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Freedman Podcast. Boys, Good day, everybody. Are you with me again? Mm. Mate, we're locking it down and we're doubling it down. It's all happening. It is all happening. It is lockdown week three, I think. Uh, and that's cool. We uh, Is it three already? God, I think so, yeah. It's it's mm. lockdown week three, I think. Time has already lost all meaning. <laughs> uh, the only reason I know it's a Tuesday is because the pod's happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true, actually. Listen, we're, we're, we're reversing shit up. So let's not... You know, I'm, you know not, sometimes we do hold my beer, you know, at the beginning because we Out just want to drink and yeah. we pretend that we've, mm. you know, put it in. I'm not. I'm not bullshitting. Oh, this we're time. not. We're not bullshitting. No, this pretending, time guys. We're starting off with "Hold My Beer." Let's crack them open. I'm not I sure I'm comfortable it. with this with this level of authenticity, Tristan. Well, you know what, buddy? I think we deserve it. So again, uh, Phil, Adam, and I are in. Uh, uh, lockdown um, conditions, so we have not seen each other for the last week. We uh, we had a theme for this for this episode. It's kind of a mix between uh, sweet and lockdown. It started off with uh, us wanting to celebrate. What was it, Adam? Diabetes um, week, right? National Diabetes Week. <laughs> so I thought it had a lot of it had a lot of uh, legs to it. Actually, um, I thought we really could have gone some interesting places with that. Um, but then, what was it? This morning, you're like. Nah, <laughs> let's make it about the lockdown instead. So we're doing a, was, a lockdown prison theme, I believe. Wasn't even this morning. It was uh, this afternoon while I while I looked longingly across the ocean at Coogee Beach. I was uh, like, "Oh yeah, that's right." I feel like we've got to do a lockdown episode for the people. I feel like yeah. we need to um, try and find the silver li- lining in the lockdown that we're at. So I thought, well, you I understand know what? the lockdown's ending this Friday anyway. So yeah, this yeah, is, yeah, it's yeah, now yeah. or never, no, really. Gladys hasn't said anything, but ah. Uh, I've got a hunch that I got a pretty good feeling about this. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, it's it and lockdown content's more relatable. I mean, if you look across, I don't know what the percentage is, but what maybe ten percent of the audience is diabetic, but almost all of them are in lockdown. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's why you're the marketer, Phil. That is why you're the marketer. (laughs) Got to play to the crowd. There's one or two Queenslanders up there who'll be gloating Let's anyway. Let's crack into it. So what we've done is we've sort of said, you know what? Because we were originally going to go with like a sweet drink. So these guys may already have a sweet drink. I get that. And then I was like, well, you know, it, it's it's also about finding the sweetness when you're in lockdown. So, you know, you can get as broad as you want to with that as well. I did use the example of Shawshank Redemption when they're on the rooftop and they're, you know, mopping out the tar or whatever, whatever the fuck they're doing. They're um, roofing. Roofing, yeah. yeah, resurfacing the roof, <laughs> resurfacing the roof, and they crack open those cold ones, and they're so happy. I mean, God, how happy were they? Well, yeah, that's how I feel happy. like we are right now. Yeah. So, um, so in saying that, boys, tell us what you're drinking and link it somehow to either sweetness or lockdown. Phil, why don't you go first, bro? So this isn't going to take much of a stretch to take it into the category of sweetness. <laughs> uh, tonight, tonight, I am drinking the uh, Dainton. Via Nipa. <gasps> oh my god! I so you guys know I've got a, a, a ridiculous Strap craft in. beer addiction. I was about to buy that today and I didn't. Fancy say, ice cream cake IPA. Did you say the Vianetta IPA? Via Nipa. Via Nipa. Oh my god! That Vianetta. is. It's even it's more Vianetta clever than IPA. I expected. Yeah, it's, that's it's fantastic. Amazing. Look, the the can has the layers of the Vianetta. Oh right wow! There. 
um, and it is the fancy ice cream cake IPA. And uh, the funny thing is, because we we're going to go with sweet, right? So I was down the down at the to my regular visits to the bottle shop during lockdown, and uh, I picked up my first one for the show a few days ago. I'm going, oh yeah, that's that's like a great beer. That looks like that's going to be that's going to be really sweet, right? Um, and it was the um, uh, I'm not remembering the name of the brewery, but it's uh, the Sourade, basically. It's like a Gatorade-flavoured beer. Okay. Um, and then I opened the fridge and I'm like, this is the sweet special and you've literally bought a beer that's, that's called Sour. <laughs> <laughs> so I nipped on back down to the bottle shop and found myself this delicious ice cream cake IPA. It was a good time. I love, um, I love, how, uh, I love how dedicated you are, bro. That's why I love you, bro. Always, always. So, and I just realised the uh, the sour rate is from Wayward, and I was a bit Wayward in my selection. So it all ties, it all ties together. I swear. Fair enough. Uh, Adzo, what are you drinking, bro? Yeah, look, I um, I was torn a little bit. So I had in my hand uh, a very sweet looking IPA. I think it was the Four Pines. Uh, sorry, the one the the one drop. Uh, lactose lovers, something like that. And I was holding it, thinking, well, this is the sweet one. This is an obvious one. And then I looked over and there was one from Chur. And Chur is a uh, subsidiary of the Behemoth Brewing uh, that I picked one up last week. And I remember we talked about how they really do have a beer for everything. And this one's actually called the Trial by Jury Hazy IPA with Trial Hop HBC. And I think a Trial by Jury, Prison, Lockdown, it all sort of ties together. But nice. I was still holding this lactose beer. So I'm like, I'll, I'll get them both. <laughs> I'll get it. So I went up to the counter and I put down these two beers. And Twisted the guy, the guy rang it up, and it was thirty four dollars ninety, and I was so embarrassed. I sort of like did this little <laughs> to him. I was like, "Well, I hope he appreciates it." And the guy's like, "I'm sorry." I was like, "Oh, this is a present for a mate," and he's like, "Yeah, okay." Like he didn't give two <laughs> shits, but I was I was so mortified at the idea of spending thirty four dollars on two beers that I had to I make know. up some story. So that the I guy, I was wearing a mask. He would not have recognized me in the street, but I couldn't walk out of there with him thinking, <laughs> if I see that prick again, flashing his $34 around for two beers, I'm going to mug the shit out of him. So I, uh, I made up some story. And anyway, here I am. So got, what, are you, the, what, have you, uh, what have you cracked open first? This is the Chur Brewing Company Trial by Jury uh, Hazy IPA. And you're going to open the other afterwards? We'll see. Okay. I'm not sure, I'm not sure I want to drink 35 bucks with a beer tonight. No, fair enough. Fair Let's enough. just hope that it takes your taste buds prisoner, Adzo. <laughs> yeah. Not my best um, work, but uh, but solid. What I really enjoy for both Adzo and I is that neither one of us took much of an arm twisting to uh, end up with two <laughs> beers instead of one. And it's just it's just whatever what, whatever excuse we need, right? You're yep. not you're yeah you're not made of stone, bro. I get it, and and uh reminds me of when I was up uh, up the north coast with Anonymous, and we went to a, a bottle store in um um Mullumbimby or wherever we were, Mwollumbah, and um the the liquor store attendant she sort of looks at us as we pull out sort of six cans each of of you know between ten to fifteen dollar. Uh, craft beer and she just looked at us and I still remember she goes this is how the addiction begins and I'm like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense you're spending a lot of money on a lot of beer they uh they're, they're nailing it yeah given that you given that you whatsapped us a list of your latest online order Tristan uh that was quite obscene uh I think <laughs> the addiction has well and truly taken hold 
Um, yeah, and we'll it, be bro. playing this podcast back at your intervention in about six months' time. <laughs> but until but then, giddy that up. That list, that list seriously triggered some mad jealousy from me, though. That looked fantastic. I'm just um, waiting for you good. to do the order tomorrow good. when you're at home. I'm going to start I, ordering I my own beer online. It's actually yeah. very fun just going onto these beer sites and just choosing one of each and going, oh, i got to get to that $100 to make it worth it. <laughs> Uh, all Absolutely. right, so I am. That'll be that'll be one of the first things I do when that sweet, sweet government support comes rolling in. Tristan. Comes right straight through. <laughs> so my uh, my beer of, of choice is something that I picked up from our good friend Hamish up at uh, the Spot Cellars. Oh, boy. Uh, shout out to the Spot Cellars. He told me I couldn't leave without buying this beer. Now, speaking of which, it is a seventeen dollar ninety nine beer. But Run. he said if you like a good stout, this is probably the best one out there. I'm just I'm showing listening. you boys now. It's the Stockade uh, Bruco. So Stockade, great connection there into lockdown and all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. The Stockade Barrel Aged Imperial Stout. It's called Old Money. So it actually would have tied in well with last week's pod as well. Um, now, he said that they only produce this once a year. Um, it's something to be savoured. And uh, what we, he said, when we've got it... Now, I, by saying this, I do sound like the biggest sucker in retail, don't I? He said, I have to get it. <laughs> Big time. Uh, Big time. They sell out right away. Um, but he said, no, you got to try... Look, I know this guy wants me to come back. He's seen me pop into that store a few times over the last week. So, he knows he's got it. He, he's, he's already reeled in a big one with me. So, uh, so I took his word for it. And I'm going to give it a taste test now for the very first time. I'm very excited. Strap in. Yep. Stout. Well, I love um, the idea of a stout. We we seem to be having a lot of IPAs lately because that seems to be just what you get. But a stout sounds like a bloody great idea. Holy shit! And it does Holy feel like we're midwinter shit. now. It's stout weather. Yeah, it's stout. So time. let me tell you something about. So I'm gonna I'm gonna. Oh Jesus! Oh boys, you gotta hey, try this thing. How you doing, buddy? Is it good or is it just overwhelming? It's overwhelming, actually. It's unlike a stout that I've ever. I, I told you. I told you I almost creamed my pants over that Mexi- hot chocolate Mexican Yeah, stout. you did. Yeah. And you yep. saw that if you if you looked at my order closely, you'll see that uh, I've ordered four more of those for the old the old fridge. Um, yeah, that was only like $50 of the $100 <laughs> order. <laughs> this is like drinking a stout and port at the same time. Yep. Okay, yep. Well, yep. What's, the, what's, the, what's the alcoholic uh, percentage oh, it's on that Four standard drinks. So st- um, <laughs> I'm, like I'm no, going to no be stout well you've it. ever had before. Sorry, it's it's, 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 that's why it's like no stout you've ever had before. It's because it's four times stronger than anything you've ever drank. That's aged, insane. It's basically, aged, a stout flavored liqueur. <laughs> it is basically aged in whiskey barrel. This massive beer has thick, velvety chocolate tones, coupled with rich raisin and currant notes. This is, yeah. I have to. Uh, you know what? Come back to me. I'm having a moment. How are you guys doing? Have a, yeah, have, a, look, have a moment with your beer, and we'll go to Adzo. Yeah, look, I, I brought this up last time. Last week, I found the behemoth. I mean, the can's fantastic. It really, you, if you want to find a pop culture reference on a can or even a reference to uh, the prison system and lockdowns, uh, you know, go straight for the behemoths because you'll, you'll get one. Um, but the beer itself was a little underwhelming last week. Um, it's fine. It's about as good as, you know, a nice Bolter IPA. Nothing particularly... Um, peculiar or interesting or strange about it it's a nice beer it's middle of the road ipa it's not a 17 dollar beer that's that's the only thing i can say about that yeah see this is this is i'm drinking a 17 dollar beer right now Uh, 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 this is 
Phil, I can't. Take it away, Phil. Absolutely. So um, just as a, as a side note, I was doing a quick look up because it's an Imperial Stout. And there's one thing that I do know about Imperial Stouts is that they're always, you know, somewhere in the realm of twice as strong as the average. Um, right. So that's where you get your 9, 10, 11, even 12% alcohol content in the beer. Um, uh, this one's so 13.5%. There you go. Yeah. So, <laughs> a, um, a, you know, a, an Imperial Stout is typically somewhere between a stout and a punch in the face. Yeah. Um, and I can see you reacting to that as you go. She's, uh, she's a beauty. Uh, as for the Dainton uh, Vianipa, it is glorious. Really? It is so good. Um, one of my favorite food moments in all of my life, and there's a few, uh, is actually in um, San Luis Obispo County, so Slow County in California. And we're at this, like, one of those things that could only be America, could only be California. We're having dinner at a winery that has a Spanish villa on it that looks like it's 100 years old but was constructed five years ago yeah. uh, to look 100 years old. Yep. Full of all these like random artworks that this eccentric billionaire has bought because he just wanted his own winery. And we're having <laughs> dinner at this restaurant that's like no particular kind of cuisine, just whatever. Like it's this so, you know, that there's something about wealthy Americans that just have this thing of like, I'm going to go just create something really cool and random with that money. Mm, sure. I really yep. like that about American uh, American wealth, right? And uh the the dessert there at this restaurant was the uh, the Firestone oatmeal stout on a vanilla bean uh, gelato in a wow. cup, and so it was like uh, the ultimate almost like affogato kind of deal, but with an oatmeal <laughs> mm. stout instead of the thing. And to this day, I haven't tasted anything that is quite as good as that in dessert form. And yet, this beer in a can on its own is almost there. It's like the ice cream is in fact present. And that the stout has gone around it, which is odd because it's tasting like stout with ice cream, even though it's an IPA. Uh, but this is a perfect dessert beer. Uh, I'm already tracking that you wouldn't want more than one, but exactly one is just going to be glorious. So it's well, that's a, a massive that's, that's, thumbs up from me. That is that is the deal with it. I, I do I don't think about these beers anymore about having more than one. I, yeah. Yep. I mean. Yep. yep. You know, 100%. obviously an imperial stout. I'm not going to have more than one. Um, and. You know, a, a, a lot of the craft beers that I've had, I've enjoyed it for the in the moment and for the one that I've had. And and what I quite like about it is sipping these things a bit slower than I would a normal beer, not having definitely, yummy, yeah. but really yeah. just enjoying and savoring it. And I'm really bummed that I didn't order that in the end because I would have loved to share it. It just means I guess tomorrow I'll have to order, you know, maybe another, <laughs> just order another some case. More. Yeah, yeah, twisted twisted your arm once again, Tristan. And at the end of the day, you know, they, they're one of the aspects that we've really. Uh, zeroed in on in our hold my beer segments has been is it is it what it says on the label is it true to form does this in fact taste like a vianetta on in beer form and it absolutely does yeah oh, fair enough well, yeah. It oh, i'm amazing. jealous well done dayton yeah i mean oh, uh, with, with mine i gotta say like yeah i could probably sit down and have three or four of these no problem there's nothing overwhelming about it i probably couldn't afford to have three or four of these in a, in, in one night um yeah but you know yeah, it's 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 fine. There's just I, I think I'm done with Behemoth, guys. I think you know, it's a perfectly serviceable beer that's just twice the price that it needs to be. It's it's a fine beer, but you don't need to be spending fourteen bucks for a beer that tastes like this. You know. Okay. That's, so that's what you're really giving it, bro? How many? Two point seven five again. Yeah. Slightly yeah, cool. above average. 
And and are we officially declaring that Behemoth are dead to you, Adzo? Is this is this dead happening? to me? There it is. There it is. That's the first brewery to take the culling, Tristan. Yeah. Well, okay. So not even Forex got over. that treatment. Exactly. I got a little bit nervous. I had to look up my order with uh, with booze bud, and I saw that the um, Mexican hot chocolate stout. I'm thinking, hang on a second. No, that's ballistic, not behemoth. Oh uh, yeah, nothing wrong with yeah. that. Ballistic, ballistic are very awesome. good. I've had a couple of beers from Ballistic. They're really good. That's it. Behemoth um, Brewing is officially cancelled. Korean yogurt drink still in the mix. Still in. However, if you've got a theme night or a theme party where you need to take along something in theme, check out the Behemoth range because you will find a little something for any kind of theme you've got going on. Like the massive themed costume shop in the middle of the CBD. They've got you covered and it's not very good. (laughs) Well, I'm giving mine a solid... I have to give it a 4.25. I... I, I'm having one of these, but it's just so unique. It's so rich. It's I, I, as I said, I'm literally going between port slash whiskey and a stout. And um, uh, what I'm what I really love about these craft beers is when they are both different and enjoyable. Because we have had different, and the different hasn't been good. Yeah. Uh, we've also had enjoyable, but it hasn't been that different. But when it gets both of them, it uh, it ticks my boxes. And uh, and for that, you know, I I. I think this is an incredible drink. I'm going to try and get another one for you boys to try. I'll, I'll look, have a look out for it. I'm writing notes and keeping notes of the ones that I think you guys need to ha- needs to taste. Um, see if you can uh, me. see if you can take out that second mortgage and uh, <laughs> get yourself a, get yourself a four pack of that imperial stout. Um, watching your evolution as a stout drinker, Tristan. Thank you. Yeah, it just warms my heart. Hasn't it been know. great? It warms my yeah. cold lockdown yeah. heart. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, what else we got to do, bro? A hundred percent. And so, and so for me, uh, I'm going. I'm going all out, giving this one a four point five. I love it. It's a great beer. Wonderful. It, it could be you, if, if you're making an ice cream cake IPA. It could be sickly, but it's not. It could be ridiculous, but it's not. Mm. It is everything it says it is on the can, and it's delicious. And I would have this as the dessert to the end of almost any meal. It's fantastic. So well done, Dainton. Much love. Oh, beautiful. All right. Well, you know what? We've switched things around. So I'm going to switch things around. I'm going to say from the fat team to you, this is the Freedman Podcast. (laughs) Graphic. All right. So normally I'd say welcome to, but we don't need to do that anymore. Uh, It's time for our manly feed of the week. Let's do it all in as one hit. Let's do manly feed of the week, uh, hero of the week, and, uh, and dad joke of the week. Um, manly feet of the week. Should I start? You want to keep yeah, why not? Yep. So shout out to uh, my uh, WhatsApp dad's group from uh, from Kobe's school, uh, who sent me a link. Someone in that group sent me a link to a uh, an incredible app uh, where it takes a photo of um, your Lego pieces and tells you what you can build out of those Lego pieces. No way. Yeah. Amazing. It's called Bricket. And uh, it <laughs> uh, uses artificial intelligence to work out um, what you've got. And to be perfectly, you know, to be perfectly fair, it's not 100% accurate, but we created a guitar and we created something else, which I'm about to show you. Uh, and it works. You know, it tells you what you're missing. And what I love about it as well is it... Um, when you're when you're putting together, you know your 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 
model. If you don't know where a piece is, because you might have a pile of you know fifteen hundred pieces, which we mm. do on the floor, it you you push on that particular piece and it shows you where it thinks that piece is. And in I'd in say, your personal pile of pieces, in my it's personal like you'll pile. find this here. Yeah. That's in, I was thinking you'd have to rake them all out very flush and because take it, a, I guess a broad panorama on, of the of all the pieces. But no, what it does, you do, you get a good clear shot. Obviously, the clearer your your pieces are and less piled up they are, the better. Yep. But it basically takes a quick scan. The scan goes for about two minutes, depending on how many pieces you've got. And it works out what it thinks each one is. And then from that, it says, this is what you can make. So, I need to show you something, Phil. It's amazing. With it's that, taken all of the creative like, fun and juice out, out of Lego. And then you're like, I well, at least... you to tell me what to build. That's right. I and, know and at least, that. I know at least that, now... Um, at least now I have to, uh, you know, find and select the pieces and it's like, no, nah, we've got you covered for that as well. <laughs> you can be creative. Now, Phil, I know that it freaked you out a little bit, but say hello to oh, no. the kangaroo. Oh, oh, wow. Amazing. That you <laughs> thought didn't exist. So I had creepy. to build that for you, bro. So if what? anyone listened to our Lego special from a the few thing, weeks the back. The evil kangaroo. The evil, evil kangaroo, kangaroo featured in... That you can build it pile from my <laughs> yep. pile. Now, I had to obviously improvise the colors a bit, but we basically had 95% of the pieces. And there he is in wow. all of his creepy glory. I'll take it a photo now, and I'll put that up on the Facebook page. It now yeah, looks do. even creepier than ever because the colors make it look like it was crossbred with a cockatoo. Um, <laughs> it but does not look like in a cockatoo, doesn't it? But, it does. but not in a fun way, in a in a Rick and Morty genetic experiment gone wrong <laughs> kind of way. Um and so that that was quite the roller coaster, Tristan, because you were building up and building up on those Lego pieces, and I'm like, I swear to God, dude, if this is anything other than Dominic Toretto's Dodge Charger, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> and then you brought forward the kangaroo, and actually, that is better. Yeah, it's better. Well, the Santa creepy, also. I, I've seen better. the creepy Santa. He's already in there. Is he's in there as well? Yep. Good. Yeah. Um, but that's not my manly. That's connected to my manly feat of the week. My manly feat of the week is that point where you take over from your son, where you just go. Don't worry about it. I'll build it. So, yep. you know, yep. the, the, app was, the <laughs> nice. app was shared with all the fathers to, as activities to do with our children. And before you know it, it was just the fathers on the WhatsApp sharing <laughs> the creations they've made. And everyone's like, look, I started with, with my child. Look what we made. And you're looking at it and you go, that looks pretty, that looks pretty complicated or perfect for your six-year-old <laughs> to have done. It's like, did yeah, you Isn't your kid your... one? <laughs> so is there anything more manly then going, oh, I, I keep thinking of all those movies where, you know, the, the parent does the science project for the child. Or something oh, that's like absolutely that. like, a thing. Yeah. I, I work with three women who regularly uh, show me the assignments that they've had to do for their children because that's just what mums do. Yep. So taking over from my child on, on things, you know, oh, you're not, that's the wrong piece. That's the wrong color. It doesn't work, but I want to do it this way. You're not following the instructions. <laughs> You're not doing it right. You got to pet him so he can feel it. Um, <laughs> so the, yeah, uh, so that's uh, that that's me for the week, fellas. And, and, yeah, and nice. I love that. It's not just the taking over thing, but I also feel like this is perfectly re- representative of the my main stated reason that I will eventually have children, which is that I'm tired of people laughing at me for watching SpongeBob SquarePants, uh, and if I watch it with my children, it will seem like I'm doing it for them. Hundred percent. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent. It's a, that's the that's the one awesome thing about kids. You get to have all these excuses to uh, to, to finally watch SpongeBob. 
Yep. How else am I supposed to know who lives in a pineapple <laughs> under the sea? <laughs> Adzo, what's up? What's been happening in your world, bud? Yeah, look, lockdown continues. Uh, lockdown with a one-year-old in particular continues and once again doesn't give me a lot of opportunity to do many manly things. However, I guess uh, one thing I did is I, I took the hit for the family this week and went out and did the weekly grocery shop into the lion's den that is Rockdale Plaza. Now, I couldn't mm-hmm. send my wife because, you know, one glimpse of all the bargains in the, for some reason, still open jewellery stores and she'd be browsing like a bastard going against everything the gladiator has requested. So that's about it. I masked up. I went and did my essential shop. I didn't talk to anyone. I came home immediately without spending 25 minutes seeing what else was on sale. And you with COVID cases COVID. on the rise, honestly, fellas, that's all it takes to be a hero this week. Just... Go out and follow the fucking rules. Don't hang around. Get in, get out, come home, lock down. That's it. Let's get back to repairing this goddamn state. Stay home, stay safe. That's the message from you, boy. That's it. Um, Phil, what do you reckon? You, you, you're a fan of that? No comment. Yeah, I get the feeling of Phil, <laughs> Phil wants to rebel. Um, did you go to KFC Rockdale? Absolutely. <laughs> I go every uh, day. Wasn't that a hot spot? Oh. Um, no, we actually walked past it today, uh, just out of interest, because it is quite <laughs> close to my, my kids' daycare. And uh, we were t- talking about, oh, do you reckon any of the daycare ladies popped into the KFC for a, a bite to eat at lunch or anything like that? No, I figured, oh, look, we'll walk past it and see if it's just a ghost town. Packed. Absolutely filled to the brim. Cars lined up for miles in the drive through Just no one seems to care. In did fact, you, you know, if it's you... already had a case of COVID, statistically, it's less it's likely less to have likely. a second one, right? <laughs> So it's safer yeah, to go yeah. than not right now. And honestly, um, did you ever have to question whether KFC was a hot spot, mate? It's the hottest <laughs> spot of all. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's where it originated from. People were talking about a wet market, but there's a KFC in that wet market, I think. Um, I'm sure that's the origin of it. You know, they don't call it they don't call it Wuhan spicy cough for nothing. I mean, spicy fried chicken. <laughs> uh, Phil, what have you been up to, bro? Uh, my manly feat of the week was uh, waking up at absurd hours of the morning to watch football. Yeah, football. oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's the football. way. It's the way of things. Although, ironically, uh, I I I did wake up super early for a bunch of other games, and the one one I slept through was the final, <laughs> uh, being being the 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 England game. But uh, I got up, and thankfully, Optus Sport you can you can uh, watch it from the beginning, even when it's still playing. Um, but yes, yeah, so I got to watch. I got to watch England. Uh, suffer their cruel fate on mm. on slight delay, uh, but yeah, the early morning sport wake up um, when you can hear people cheering in the background who have been drinking instead of sleeping, who are even yeah. manlier than me. That's the that's the next level, right? Uh, but yes, the commitment to the sport, commitment to the love of the sport, and the end, a good end to a great tournament, but a rough, rough, rough end for England. Yeah. So that 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 basically summarizes different. You know, paths of you know different parts of life, the life journey that we're all on. Adzo and I once uh, spent a very bleary early morning at the Star City Casino watching mm-hmm. England oh, yep. lose yep. in devastating fashion, uh, as they always do. Two thousand and four, something like that, in the in the Euro against Portugal, something like that. Yeah, because in our tipping comp, in our sorry, in our um, our draw, uh, yeah. I managed to luck out on Portugal, and you had England, and we went yeah. to see the game, and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it went into extra time and then it went to penalties and then suddenly there was no chance to go home and have even a shower. We just went straight to work from the casino and 
Adam and I had, uh, that was when coffees were 100% free. Yeah, if you had a membership card. Yeah, so we were <laughs> 11 on... 11 coffees we, later. <laughs> just coffee. I just still remember that it's free. And Adam and I just, just drinking and drinking beer coffee, beer coffee. It was great. <laughs> Honestly, I the thing I was probably most devastated about with the lockdown, aside from having my entire livelihood thieved from out underneath me, mm. uh, you know, being that, that came second, the thing that was the most upsetting was not being able to be at the star for this final. Because uh, there's that, that massive room with the big TV. Yeah, um, I was there no, for the 2018 amazing. World Cup final with a French colleague of mine, and uh, it was a good time. It was a I great mean, we, time. we we did it way back when when you know back in the, the Star. I'm sure Star City's changed significantly since we've actually stepped foot in that and done anything similar to that. But Does it ever you... change, or has it always been exactly the same? And oh, will I'm it sure always it's be? changed. But but I'm, how you I'm sure it that. was there in dinosaur times, exactly as it exists today. <laughs> but it was the how... go-to for sporting events, wasn't it? You know, particularly oh, yeah, those absolutely. those oh, yeah. two in the morning, four in the morning sort of sporting yep. events. You'd go there and it would be like walking into the Easter show, just wall-to-wall people having a great yep. time. Oh, absolutely. Fantastic times. You, know, you, yeah. had, you had two options in Sydney that are open at that hour. It was Cheers or The Star, and I've had equal, <laughs> I've had equal doses of both. But yeah. I love Phil's, I love Phil's, you know. I mean, obviously, you know, COVID, number one, obviously the worst thing about COVID is, is, is how it crushed my hopes and dreams in one foul swoop. Uh, mm. And then the second part of it is not being able to go and watch live football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so they're actually the be, same thing, no. <laughs> there's something to be said for that moment when you're at home by yourself watching a sports game and it's really late at night and you've stayed up and you're the only one in your lounge room watching it and then you hear that cheer from like a couple of neighbours across, you yeah. know, coming, coming through the window yep. and it's like, I'm not alone. You know, there's other people doing exactly this right now, and it's a nice, it's a nice feeling. I, I like. It's it. a very nice feeling. Absolutely. All right, nice one, fellas. You're all, you're still, still men in my books. Good. Um, all right, hero of the week, uh, Phil. Why don't you start off? Um, I, I just wrote two words, and I don't need to explain them in any way, shape, or form. I know, yeah, and yeah. I suspect it's going to be the same for you boys, Ashley Barty. I mean. Obviously, that was an obvious choice. Luckily, yeah. I've got a backup choice. But, yeah, I also uh, have a backup, thankfully, because my, my, my hero of the week just ends, so we're just going to give it to Ash Barty or what? <laughs> um, well, that's basically... That, you know, that's actually... That's, the, the, those are the exact words I wrote in my notebook, Adzo. <laughs> no, okay. That's the easy choice. But, you know, we always said this pod wasn't about being easy. This pod was about... It was really facing the, the, the difficult issues and making hard decisions. And I believe I do have a contender to battle Ash Barty. So, okay. uh Adzo, do you have another contender? Um, I do. I have a, a bit of a group contender. Do you want me to do mine just as a yeah. spacer? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, absolutely. Look, I know pretty much all schools are closed down. All the kids are home. It must be really hard for everyone who needs to be working from home at the moment. And that's why I want to give a very special Hero of the Week shout out to daycare workers. The oft-neglected and forgotten heroes. Three days a week, we're still dropping our youngest off. They don't know where she's been. They don't know what furniture store in Liverpool she was in or what limo she's driven in or what Lego <laughs> store in Bondi Junction Westfield she's frequented or what KFC she's gone to. They just take them in. They look after them. They give us a chance to get our work done and then they give them back. I mean, is it worth the majority of my weekly paycheck for that privilege? I mean, well, they wouldn't be there, my heroes if it wasn't. So thanks to all of you, my heroes of the week, uh, so are we just going to give it to Ash Barty or what? 
<laughs> Jeez, that's a compelling counter case though, Adzo, because they are the heroes of lockdown. I know quite a few people where it's been like, uh, you know, are, are you going to survive this okay? And they're like, oh, it's okay. Vacation care is still in place. Yeah, <laughs> vacation um, care. Got a deal. Going. So, yeah, va- yeah, that's it. So, um, yeah, I think, I, I think well, it's a good contender. What have you got? What have you got? I think it's a there, very good contender. And you know what? I will send my respect as well to. I have to say, last week when because um, Mateo's daycare centre is attached to the school, I wasn't sure what was going on. And when we got the email from uh, from the director of the daycare centre saying, you know, because I, I really was thinking, I don't know what's going to happen with this daycare centre. And I got the email from um, from the director saying, yeah, we're, uh, we're opening as per next week. Obviously, we've got new protocols and blah, blah, blah. But I was like, I almost shed a tear. I was like, <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. Because yeah. you the alternative what? is like, unthinkable, isn't it? It's just this. It could never work. It, it, well, I've you seen your boys it, together. It's Lord of the Goddamn Flies. <laughs> if that's the case, I give up on homeschooling. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So that that work. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it. Like you can't you can't homeschool help get your kids to homeschool if you're also looking after children under the age of um, five. It's yeah. it's just yeah. it's just not really possible. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Hundred uh, percent. Sorry, just finishing off another mouthful of this Stockade Bruco barrel-aged Imperial Stout old money. It's unbelievable. Get in. So, my contender, I had to include this. And as soon as Ash Barty won Wimbledon, and shout out to Ash Barty. I'll be honest with you, Ash. I didn't watch one second of your matches. Um, I don't really watch tennis much at all. uh, (laughs) But what you've done is great. um, And good on you. You won. That's fantastic. But are you as good as the New Zealand mother who named her three children Metallica, Slayer, and Pantera? <laughs> so that's my question out to you. Now, I don't know if that means, you know, is that cruelty? Maybe. Um, is it Only amazing? if it's cruel to get, like, that much yes. pussy in your teens. <laughs> <laughs> So this New Zealand mother who has not been uh, has not been named um, did share a photo of herself holding a crossbow. She looks super cool and yeah. um, and so a, a, a filmmaker and actor David Farrier who he's the guy who made I don't know if you watched the series Dark Tourist on Netflix, which was bloody awesome. No, and I if you haven't watched it, you should watch it. He goes to all like the dark tourism spot so he goes to like chernobyl and parts oh of the, yeah you know, no i remember seeing it but i didn't i didn't watch any of it it's bloody yeah, it awesome sounds like sounds like a visual version of uh, tony wheeler's badlands the book the guy who founded lonely planet wrote a book on going to the axis of evil yeah oh wow Pre- pretty much yeah. yes great it book. is like mm. that so he on recording a, a new show in, in in new zealand um he met this lady and uh he said i think it's important to note this mother is also a big fan of crossbows, which are also <laughs> truly metal. And she deserves our complete and utter respect for this and for raising three kids. And apparently the three kids are super cool too. And apparently, according to New Zealand law, there is no, um, there's no law against the, her naming these children after these names, as long as they're not, you know, you know racist or yeah, okay. derogatory or so on. So again, she hasn't, she hasn't been named, but that is... So I can't, I, you know... Are we just going to give it to Ash Barty? Sure. Look, look Tristan, Tristan, we, we we love to go full circle in this pod. And uh, yeah. I believe it was last week you were referencing uh, Sweden's tax laws. Uh, 
and somehow managed to link that back to them not letting people name their kids stupid shit. And so the question is, would would so anybody true. have gotten away with those names in Sweden? No. Sweden, yeah. Um, and I was getting the sense that, that you guys <laughs> were pretty, pretty pro-Sweden and their common sense approach to things, but... Uh, I honestly think a world without that story is a world that's a little dimmer. It's so that good, on, want, yeah. good on you, New Zealand, for waving it through. <laughs> um, uh, I'd love and, to put and, this photo of her up on our up on our heroes board, but um, I'm happy to put Ash Barty. I'll, I'll leave it up to I'll the look, majority. I've, I've actually got a secondary contender as well. Now that we talk about it, I was going to put it in the TBA wrap, <laughs> but I've got another piece for the TBA wrap, and right. that is, um, he he's a man. Yep. And uh, he's a hero. Oh God! And Another not, Fast and Furious trailer came out, didn't it? <laughs> he's not. He's not the hero that Australia wants, but he is the one we deserve. And his name is Kevin Rudd. Oh yeah. Continue. Have you guys seen seen what happened this week? This is Pfizer Pfizer Rudd connection. Is it? Is that what you're talking about? Apparently, the only reason that the uh, extra Pfizer vaccines have been brought forward so we get them sooner is because Kevin Rudd made a phone call. <laughs> because because classic do-nothing Scott Morrison... Uh, he was at a Hillsong conference he at the does. time. Yeah. He's at a Hillsong <laughs> conference dancing away, and uh, Kevin Rudd's gone, you know what? I'm just going to pull the connections here. I'm going yeah. to make a couple of phone calls. Yeah. And uh, the next thing you know, there's a million doses a week coming in. Yeah, so, uh, you know, copper dose of Kevin Rudd. He's back. He's back, yeah. baby. Can just and imagine right him in his office, him. just, Janice, give me the blower. And he just exactly. like starts dialing. Exactly. Yeah, Ke- Kevin Rudd is 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 popping up all over our news feeds at the moment. Just going to town on shoulda, coulda, woulda, and I love it. Yeah. He's playing. He's playing Captain Hindsight better than Captain Hindsight <laughs> has ever played himself. Um, like I say, Tristan, he's not the hero we wanted. He's the hero we deserve. And, uh, and I- both he and Turnbull are both playing that role of shoulda, coulda, woulda. Um, and honestly, I think they're right where we need them, actually, which is just commentating from the outside. Because as soon as they went in, they couldn't get anything done. So yeah, uh, leave them on no, the I like outside. That nomination too. Leave them on the outside making phone calls to get shit sorted. But uh, you know, let's not let's not have them back in the apparatus. You know what? Do you know what? Fuck it. I reckon give it to all, Kevin. I reckon they're all good nominees. I'm putting yep. them all in. Oh yeah, put them all in. I'm gonna create a. I'm gonna create. It's more work for me, but I'm gonna create a graph of all of them. I think all of them deserve to have their spot. I don't think there's an obvious winner here. Honestly, okay. it's a it's a week where we need maximum hero to get. Through we need a lot of heroes. So, we do. You know, here we are. I think. I are. think Ash Barty's the lo- the last on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in fact, she when we get when, when we get to the sports down, I'll be giving you a a sports hero from the very same weekend that should be a little higher than Ash anyway. She didn't. She didn't win in straight sets, did she? No, she didn't. No. Uh, six three seven six six three, I believe. I've, yeah, she, she lost the middle set. Yep. And then everyone knows you got to you to be a real you got to clean sweep gotta it if you want to be a hero. <laughs> clean sweep. <laughs> Come Honestly, on, Ash. I, I know I know we're joking, but the two of you make me sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, let's move on to dad joke of the week. I'll be honest with you, I completely forgot that we do dad joke of the week. I don't have a joke. So Adam, okay. what do you got? Oh, well, um, yeah, I mean, you only let me know this afternoon that we'd switched the theme from chocolate to prison. Um, so my carefully crafted Rockdale chocolate joke is going to have to wait till we have a chocolate themed episode. But in the meantime, 
Um, I actually, uh, and I'm just going to quickly shoehorn Rockdale in. I actually know a guy. Uh, I met him down at the uh, the Roxia Hotel down in Rockdale and uh, Princess Highway. Yeah, who I went know to it. prison? I know it well. You know, yeah, you know the Roxia, just opposite the Banksia Hotel. Sure. And uh, but he had a horrible uh, had a horrible stutter. Every, I'd always worry about getting you know, caught in a conversation with him because he'd always just stutter over every word. But anyway, he uh, was in a hit and run, and then up going to prison and died in there. Um, yeah, couldn't finish his sentence. Oh, nice, nice, <laughs> very good, very good. Um, and 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 nice, nice use of the word sentence. Oh, I love um, it. Got me right at but, the, as I was swallowing a great sip of my imperial stout. It was just a nice finish to that. Nice one, Adzo. Love it. Got got Tristan right as he was swallowing yep. a nice bit of stout. Yeah. Yep. yep. Nicely done. Um, so uh, it's it's Phil interesting that you say that. Phil, Phil lives he just for, can't, for penis can't and like sperm jokes, doesn't no, no. he? he just, please, guys, say so something how, how about... How stout was this man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is, Adzo. Well done. Well done. And what honestly, stout Tristan, chap's name? How, how could I let it slide when, when acting on it brings forward these zingers from Adzo? I know. Let's, let's be honest. But anyway, uh, speaking speaking of uh, speaking of sentences, uh, some people think prison is one word, but to robbers, it's a whole sentence. Hey, there we go. Hey, Double sentence go. jokes. Double sentence jokes. Yeah, better than right. not having any joke at all. So yeah, <laughs> go to hell, Tristan. <laughs> it's as good as it gets. This is your format, dickhead. <laughs> Fuck off. All right, uh, good one, boys. Adam wins. Um, all right, TBA wraps coming up. TBA rap. Um, this is news that is important to us. It doesn't. I mean, we could we could talk about the lockdown, but it's nah. it's kind of boring. I don't need to do it. So lame. Um, been done already. Been done. I found uh, I found more interesting news anyway. Good. Why don't um, you start us then, mate? Well, so uh, anyone who enjoys the do you like Monsters Inc. the Disney Pixar? Yeah, film? excellent. Yeah, I can take I'm it very excited because you take it or leave uh, it. Take it or leave it. Uh, okay. Really? What's your favorite Disney Pixar film? Is it is it Mohana? Uh, probably Moana. Oh, Disney Moana. Pixar. Moana. That's it. That's a tricky one. Probably Inside Out. A very good film. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Actually, you know what? Let's. Is that the one that was a rip off of Herman's Head? <laughs> it's probably. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I've never heard of Herman's Head. Let's uh, let's count. <laughs> let's do it. Let's save an episode for Disney Pixar. We haven't done yeah, okay. any episode yet. I like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, good one. Uh, That's just I love good Monsters content. Inc. I love Monsters Inc. Um, I, it was my favorite Disney Pixar film, and I found out today that on Disney Plus they have released a Monsters Inc. animated series, uh, which is a sequel or a prequel, one of the two, to the animated shows, and uh, I'm just very excited. It's a very dad themed uh, piece of news. But um, I'm just very excited that I can actually sit down and watch a show that I'm probably going to enjoy with my children versus forcing myself to watch shows with them that I really particularly don't enjoy. Have you watched any of it yet, Tristan? I have not, but I believe it's gotten good reviews according to an inside source at Wikipedia. Nice. nice. (laughs) um, 
I sincerely hope that you get what you're looking for. I made the mistake on Disney Plus uh, just yesterday of clicking on the uh, the Simpsons and oh. Avengers crossover. Oh, thing I did the Simpsons like, Star Wars oh, crossover uh, on the weekend. There you go. There also, you go. Also so terrible. I, yeah. I, it was it was honestly so awful. Yeah. And so like they aren't just like they aren't just desecrating the grave of the original Simpsons at this yeah. point. They are pissing on it. They're pissing on they it. They honestly they're digging it up they're, they're, and pissing in its mouth, mate. Yes, that's exactly. There you go. That's the level it's gotten to. Digging it up and pissing in its mouth is roughly mm-hmm. where they've gotten to. So uh, I sincerely hope that's not the experience you have with Monsters Inc. Tristan. No, the reviews have been pretty good. I just I just wanted to throw it out there in case any dads are listening and, and enjoy uh, enjoy a little um, you know Disney Pixar and animation. They'll enjoy this. No, oh, look. look it, if I may, it, it, it's uh, interesting that you know we we're all on the plus over the weekend because over the weekend um, I jumped on with my daughter and we put on Finding Nemo, which uh, I hadn't actually seen. I'd, I'd seen once before, and that was the first time I'd seen it. So first time I'd seen it since then, and she was engaged, and yeah. she often reaches for the remote and gets me to change the channel five minutes into anything we're watching. But yeah. you know what? It is a beautiful visual yeah. movie. Those underwater scenes are just worlds down there yeah. I was so impressed by it I've, I've always loved my Disney movies but going back and watching Finding Nemo and watching like a 17 month year old child just gawking at the colours and the visuals and the music and everything it was incredible I'm really looking forward to getting back in doing them all again and it's pretty amazing are- it's pretty amazing to think that um, you know Finding Nemo would be almost 20 years old now, oh yeah right? Yeah. Um, and at the time, it was like <laughs> such groundbreaking animation. And to think that that still holds up 20 years later, it's still visually spectacular. Still holds up. There's it so looks much incredible. stuff. You go back yep. 20 years and it looks hokey, yeah. right? 2003 um, was 18 years ago. Joke, it still looks amazing. Yeah. And Disney is so good at, um, if you watch it properly, like watch these things in full and get really engrossed in it. Of, it's very hard to watch a Disney produced film without. They follow a. They follow the same chain of events. Oh yeah, yes. in nearly every single one of their movies, and a, one part of that always is the te- tearjerker, right? Yep. There's always the there's the always sad a scene moment. in a Disney film where yeah, it's disaster. hard to you, you just got to choke back the tears, and it might be the disaster, or it might be the emotional, uh, uh, you know, sort of climax at the end where yep. you just kind of go, oh my god, they're very good at knowing how to pull those heartstrings. Um, well, but Fighting Nemo was fantastic. To think that like a kids movie company's formula is uh, childhood trauma, call to adventure, <laughs> resolution. <laughs> so they um, did that as soon as Bambi was, as soon as Bambi's mother was killed and shot. Yep. They they went down yeah, a like, path they couldn't turn back from. They all just looked at each other. It's like we're onto something here, guys. Yeah. We, yep. Like they just, every movie from now, kill. They just looked at each a other. Fucking animal. <laughs> they just looked at each other, and they just looked at each other, and they went, "We're going to kill Mufasa." <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like I, I can't watch The Lion King because I know yep. that Mufasa is going to fucking die. Yep. It sucks. Yeah. And and we're going to make you love him before he gets killed. We're going to make you oh, love yeah. him. And then bam, right in the field. Finding Nemo, the the mother dies. Well, uh, and all of the ba- all the other babies die. Like there was a whole school of babies um, of die. eggs that all gets wiped out, so it's just Nemo and the dad left behind. Uh, the good dinosaur, the, the the father dies. Lion King, yep. the father dies. You want to talk about the first 20 minutes of Up? Hello? Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not right now, guys. Not dies. right now. Lockdown's hard enough. 
All right, yeah, sorry, yeah, no, too hard. <laughs> anyway, okay. anyway, moving uh, on. Uh, so my more serious news article of the week was, um, I don't know if you mentioned this in the sports down, bro, but uh, I just want to talk about the full 180 that England has done over the last couple of days, where they've oh, gone man. from, uh, you know, it's coming home, uh, pure <laughs> elation. Uh, they're going to win the Euro. Uh, it's coming it, it, Rome. It's, it's the best thing ever. It came Rome, and now the English have switched to full racism, yeah. where they're now, um, obviously not they, when I say they, I'm saying England, we're a bunch of fucking assholes, absolute pricks who should be fucking, you know, castrated, have gone around and uh, graffitied and made racial slurs against... Uh, the black players who um, were playing in the English squad and happened to be the ones who missed the penalty, just like anyone could, but for some reason have called them out as saying, you know, this is what you get when you you put black people into a football squad, which is obviously abhorrent. And I just think about how quickly narratives can change when um, when shit goes south. And, and, and it's not to say apply. I mean, look at us. We're in lockdown at the moment and, and it fucking sucks. Whereas a month ago, like we weren't, it just seems like that whole, like if you've ever seen a 180, which is, hey, we're going to win this thing. And then day later, oh shit, not only did we not win it, we're now dealing with racism and people saying, fuck off you, you know, I don't even like saying it, yep. but fuck no. off you yeah. black players, you shouldn't play for England because you can't get a penalty kick. I mean, my God, talk about an up and a down. Look, I, I don't even I know can't... what my point is there. I just, I find it abhorrent, but I also, I find not the situation, but I find it, in a way, so English. You know, we always talk about the English being like, it's grey and it's rainy and, you know, we know that, they, you know, in a way we knew they were going to lose to, in penalty kicks. We knew that was yeah. going to happen. Oh, it's just yeah. the way that it is. And now not only that, but you've got to dealing with this this bullshit as well. And, and suddenly the news articles aren't just like happy people, elated people, like we're going to win this. It's, it's all coming home after a while. No, now it's, oh shit, we didn't win it. And also we're dealing with this crap at the moment as well. Horrible. Yeah. Look, I, I do cover a bit of it in the uh, in the sports down. An, an interesting thing that come out of this also was uh, Seven News Australia tweeted today yeah, that three black players failed yeah. in the penalty shootout match. Like, why call out the fact of race in this at all? And they nah. they they pulled it down and they sw- swapped it out to just three players. But it's out there. Like, why even call attention to that? But I'm so, actually well, I saw that and I and I can only think. I envision in my mind that it's someone. It's like uh, what's our who's our integrity unit guy again? What's a hunter. Like, <laughs> it's like some. It's like the it's the work the intern. Kid. Like, good, yeah, the social media the, kid. The PR yeah. manager has like hired an intern, and it's like this like you know wide eyed, fresh out of college yeah. you know intern who's come up and go. All right, listen, Haley, you just you just do the media, <laughs> the social posts, do something about the about the Euro, get it out there. And you know, so she's just she's gone onto a website. She's gone, okay, yeah, cool. Hasn't <laughs> really thought on the, about over it too on the much. Guardian. <laughs> she's on the Guardian. She's like, oh, race the Blake, you know, these. Oh yeah, post that, post that, copy it, paste. Like, yeah, the the man, her manager is you know sitting in the in the kitchen having a coffee. He just you know like kind of just chilling, and like just quickly <laughs> glances their work and looks at just spits out their coffee, <laughs> runs. Runs down to the other block. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> delete the tweet. Delete the turning tweet. off all the powerpoints as he runs yeah, along the hallway. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think because when when things like that happen, I know, and I, and I did notice that those news articles came up in you know the competing, you know, Channel Nine, 
Fairfax uh, things. But I do notice that um, I, I don't think that when a lot of those things happen, it's because someone's intentionally trying to do anything. I think just someone's been a complete idiot and has copied and pasted something and hasn't Yeah, maybe, but also anything. often racism isn't even intentional. It's just systematic. You know, yeah. it's just part of part of a culture that we don't even mean any harm by it. But just by putting it in there, just by calling out the race of the three guys, um, even not as a negative, just as calling it out, it's you know, it's a bit aggressive. Yeah. Um, Great. And I'll, you know, okay. I'll also say that the the English the English uh, fans themselves were pretty disgusting all throughout the cup. You know, we had the guy. Uh, You're not just shine- talking about them shirtless everywhere, are you? No, like shining the laser pointer at the goalie's face uh, during what was it the um, the the game before that uh, Denmark. Denmark. Denmark, thank you. Um, calling out that little 10-year-old crying German girl uh, who the uh, cameras showed at the German game and calling her all kinds of horrible names and celebrating the fact that she was crying on the TV. Um, I think the, the English... I, I'm quite glad that the English lost just because of the fan base has been so despicable. Um, so, yeah. The, the, I, is- I appreciate you bringing this up because, yeah, I, I was shocked at, at how uh, poorly behaved these guys were. And I know it's a minority, but still. But this is the thing that that really gets under my skin about the whole thing is here we are, there's been a wonderful Euros at the end of an intense lockdown of Europe and of England and you've got this like really dignified English team of players too who have held themselves so, they've comported themselves so incredibly well right throughout the tournament. They've been respectful. They've been, they just seem like a great bunch of lads um, who are just a pleasure to watch um, both on the pitch and in the press conferences and all that sort of stuff and there was this real sense as this was building up that it was like uniting the nation after lockdown and all the tension and all this sort of Mm. stuff and there was this real feel-good story coming through and there were a few fan incidents like you've said Adzo but you know, at that point, you could say it only takes, you know, five idiot fans to do something yeah. stupid like the laser pointer or or whatever else. And, you know, my experience of English football and being there at the stadium has always been an incredible experience of people who are so loving and passionate about what they do. And then there's just this fucking, let's say it's 10%. And I reckon it, it's somewhere between 5 and 10%. Yeah. In, in crowds of tens of thousands of people, that's a lot of people. That's plenty, yeah. And it hijacks the whole narrative because they want to get some fucking hate out. Like now, instead of talking about what a great tournament, what a great Euros, how close England came, as far as I'm concerned, going out in pens in the final is a very successful tournament. Um, You know, and some players that had some amazing moments and built these amazing moments. And instead, all you're talking about, all that anybody can talk about is this racial um, bullshit basically. Mm. And it's so disappointing because what are you supposed to do? One part of you wants to ignore it and just be like, put that over to one side and focus on the love for these players and everything that they've achieved. And yet it does have to be called out. And so it's so frustrating that it you just end up in this same tailspin because 10% are just, are just being awful. But um, that's about this that's, stuff. That's kind just... of the case with with like any fan base, really. I mean, yeah, the if Wanderers. I to, if I go to yeah, <laughs> the Giants. If I go to a if I go to a <laughs> Australian cricket FC game, like there's yeah. a bunch of guys that you know. And and look, truth be told, 
it's kind of entertaining to a degree. Not right. I'm not saying racing, but like the guys who light flares and you know no, punch on with each other and yeah, yeah. It's kind of like all right. Well, you know, it's kind of part in the parcel. But I think well, you get like a free boxing there is match a line. with a football match. Um, right? but, um, <laughs> and, just don't bring know, racism. When that line is crossed. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it goes away. And then racism, vilification, all that kind of stuff. It has no need. Has no place. And there's, uh, there's just no no obvious solution to it because you, you well, ignore not. it; it gets worse. You focus on it; it gets worse. It just the only thing yeah, you can do it's, is it's point your finger, say it's horrible, and try and bring those guys. But at the end of the day, fuck, we, we've been living in, you know, we've got laws that stop murders, we've got laws that stop robbery. They still happen. Shit, people still do shit. Like there's people yeah. are still going to be racist. You can do whatever yeah. the hell you want to do. You can stamp it out. It's horrible. Um, what, what you could try and do is, is not draw attention to it. Um, I suppose, um, yeah, you know, and I guess, try and stamp and, it out as best you can, but you know, if and, it, you're right, if that culture is there, if there's a, a group of people in that culture, I, I don't think there is a solution. That's just the thing. Yeah. It's just, it has to be pointed out yeah. and it has to be dealt with swiftly. So, and I really, yeah. and, and, and I think you're quite right there. And I think what needs to be pointed to amongst this, cause they do have to kind of point out what has occurred but at the same time just going you know where you, i know you boys to a degree are, are saying oh fuck england fuck england i'm like that that team comported themselves so incredibly well throughout this tournament much love to the team and much love to the 90 percent more plus of english fans who have conducted themselves beautifully um no it's 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 the hooligan element that's just so disappointing i, I think i can safely say for adam and i we don't give a shit we're like yeah, uh, England lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love whatever. England. I love England. Um, my finally, my last piece of news is that uh, when I went for a walk to Coogee Beach uh, yesterday, the shark alarm went off, and everyone oh. was like watching from afar as some swimmers were out at sea, and they like they put the alarm out there, and then the guy got out on the on the ski board or whatever it is to go and tell them, and, and you know there was just that slight disappointment that no one actually got eaten by a shark. You're just <laughs> waiting for the moment when the swimmer we paid for blood. Down. Yeah, <laughs> my kids were my kids were we were down there. We went to the doctors quickly for for Matteo, and my kids were very excited. Just you know they thought they'd see a shark in the water. I'm like you're not you're not gonna be able to see a shark. They've just spotted one nearby. Um, and, uh, and, you know, everyone's sort of watching going, oh, you know, interesting. You don't hear that alarm go off very often. And, um, and we're just waiting for like a swimmer to be dragged under, but it never happened. (laughs) Great, great that they survived, you know, happy for them, but at the same time, slightly disappointed. And that's why Tristan is our hero of the week. (laughs) Adam, what, uh, anything else caught your eye this week, bro? Yeah, well, actually this is, I mean, with the TBA wrap, I wasn't sure if this should be in the news or the hero of the week. Now... I've opted for the news in this case, and this is a story coming out of eastern China. Now, apparently, an angry woman in the Zhejiang province has been arrested after she deliberately ran 49 sets of red lights in her ex-boyfriend's car. Now, in a bit of an elaborate scheme, (laughs) she had a man rent the car off her former partner, then took the keys and then spent two days on a marathon of traffic offences, all well and good, except they were seen by cops and pulled over on the 49th set of red lights and the game was all up. Now, my question to you is, because I like to bring this back to a, a question, how petty have you ever gotten? And i gotta, I got to be honest for a second. I remember giving a friend of mine a jump start when her battery died 
And then I suggested to her she should drive her car around for about an hour or so to make sure the charge was back up. Now, she didn't want to. She said she had a lot to do. Plus, you know, if it stalled again while she was out, she wouldn't be able to start it. She'd be in trouble. <laughs> Would it be okay if I did it? And I wasn't really, didn't really want to, but whatever. I, I took the keys. And I admit this is petty, but I did end up going through the M5 toll four times in the next hour before <laughs> I returned the car to her fully charged. Uh, you ever done anything like that before? Is that just me? Have you ever been petty? <laughs> oh, man. No, I, I'm, I'm... I'm... Sorry, go, Phil. Go, Tristan. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so I, neither I, of I, you. I, um, yeah, neither, neither of us is... Um, I'm, I was racking my brain for like a really outwardly direct petty moment like that. Nothing that calls out that much, but uh, plenty no, of, the, just, the, plenty of just little subtle pettinesses. Here and no, there you're forgetting about place. you're forgetting about the great the great Seinfeld episode where uh, actually well, the episode wasn't that good, but it was a it was certainly relevant where Kramer um, takes out a uh, I think I think Jerry is looking to buy a new car hmm. and they're at the car dealer and Kramer goes out with one of the salesmen and says he wants to sample you know test drive a car. So he takes oh. it out with the car salesman and they're trying to see how far they can the go. The petrol can go, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he basically, he, he does this long-winded explanation to the car salesman as to why he wants to test out how far the car can go on a one single... Um, on the on the red gas. line, yeah. And the guy basically says, so you, you're just saying, you're just trying to see how far you can go without having to refill your, your friend's car. And he's like... <laughs> Well, I don't see how I should be the one who has to pay for this costly, uh, <laughs> costly extra gas. So I can Beautiful. think of that. I also think of, uh, I think I can think of, of of friends of ours, Adzo, who uh, yeah. who have borrowed cars before and um, and not necessarily filled up uh, tanks of gas. And I do remember uh, it does remind me of the days. Now we laugh about it, but it does remind me of the days back at university when. We know we didn't have you know dollars were were dollars and and, yeah. and we didn't have a huge amount of them and we 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 penny pinched as much as we could and you know you me and the boys like we would drive from Macquarie University into the city and there'd be costly tolls associated <laughs> that and petrol costs and we actually used to sort of say like guys I'm paying for the tolls it's three dollars yep. you know I paid this time you paid last time um, it's one of those things which is funny it, it, as you earn more. And as your priorities change, you realize, oh, you know, shit, you know, $20, $50, $100, whatever. It's all good. Um, whereas at university, you, you, you generally are penny pinching. Every yeah, that's right. You got. Yeah. Um, so I can understand that. I think when you get to adult side, like adult level and, and, and you're still doing that, then it probably, then there's you a probably problem. have to ask a few questions. <laughs> and I also, anytime a thing comes out of China, I always think like, I don't know. This to me seems like a place where, like, you just don't want to mess with shit over there. Like, I feel like, yeah, you know, police don't don't, don't push any boundaries. Yeah. Don't push boundaries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, that that it, that did remind me of uh, one particular incident where one of our friends, I won't say who, uh, his car was getting repaired, and he asked to borrow my car so he could run some errands. It's like no problem. He came around, he borrowed my car, he took it for the day, he brought it back, and he said, "Oh yeah, look, when I borrowed it, it was." almost out of petrol so i've had to stick 20 bucks in to get all my errands done i'm like uh-huh he's like so i'll need 20 dollars please i'm like absolutely not <laughs> get the fuck do you think oh, you're man. talking about do you love that That's, and how old were you when this occurred about uh, 19 years old 
okay, working in a yeah. bookstore. Yeah. Because I was, I was just, <laughs> I was just thinking of. Um, I, I remember coming of all things. I remember coming back from schoolies, uh, and uh, we pulled into the servo on the way back, and I had exactly enough money to get a McDonald's box of cookies left. <laughs> and uh, that's I, what it was always about. Because it was a fifty cent box of cookies. That's wasn't it. it. That's it. Yeah. And then you get in the car, and everybody's like, oh, "Oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna share those." And you're like, "I don't know about that." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is all I've got. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice one, Adzo. Uh, mm. Phil, anything caught your eye to this week? Beautiful. So uh, it's it's multiple articles in the news really this week and in multiple weeks beforehand, and uh, I really want to talk. Uh, a bit deeply today, I think, about uh, Australia's one true sweetheart, the AstraZeneca vaccine. <laughs> oh, so, um, Get if, it off your if, chest here, Phil. Go for if it. I, if I was having a beer with the AstraZeneca vaccine and it was, <laughs> and it was relaying to me uh, how Australia is treating it, I would say you are in a toxic relationship, babe. You <laughs> need to get out uh, because we are blowing hot and cold. Hot and cold. We love you, AstraZeneca. You're the only you're the only vaccine for us. You know, we're trying out this thing with, with University of Queensland, but I don't think it's gonna work out. You're the you're the one for us, baby. <laughs> you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're we're even gonna produce you here, you know, like like we're gonna make a studio for you. Let's Very get good. in. And then all of a sudden we're like, nah, look, only for the older citizens, right? Only when yep. we kind of feel like it. Oh nah, nah, not fifties, make it sixties. And then just as she's thinking to herself, just as the news articles came out and our lovely vaccine has thought to itself, oh, well, maybe maybe I can leave this relationship and I'll get donated to the countries around Australia. Uh, we went, well, actually, no, wait. Um, we're having a bit of an outbreak. Maybe we do want you. And then Scott Morrison came out and made his declaration of love that people of all ages should have a chat to their GP about getting down and dirty with AstraZeneca. And... Uh, <laughs> And then the state premiers have turned around and they're like, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes. I mean, honestly, it honestly would be creating mental health issues for this vaccine yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, and so, again, uh, as this push and pull hot, cold relationship continued, today alone we had the, uh, the chief medical officer of New South Wales basically saying, if you can pull forward your shot, do it. Um, and it's like a one in a million chance of a blood clot, young people, go see your GP. Uh, and at the same time, uh, several hours later, an article came out that we're donating our excess supplies to Vietnam. So we're still blowing hot and cold. And I think uh, if I was the AstraZeneca vaccine, I would just be cutting my fucking losses and getting out. Yeah, like so many of us have done in the past when the oh. relationship goes sour, go to Vietnam and start again. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Okay. All right. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, <laughs> Run for the hills, AZ. Run for the hills. <laughs> I uh, I have no response to that. That was perfect. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually make the soundbite out of that and set it as a little separate snippet. That was a beautiful, beautiful little uh, monologue, Phil. Uh, and so true, so true. Um, yep. Well, how how would you describe? So, what's Anastasia's role in this? In this relationship, because she's basically come up, she's like the she's like the ex, who's basically come in to the relationship and said, "Listen, AstraZeneca didn't work for me, but I didn't say that. I'm not I'm not saying that AstraZeneca didn't work for me. I'm just mm. it's just my that's my opinion. I'm not telling look, you what you should do with AstraZeneca. Look, 
You should go and have your own... Have a relationship. I'm happy for you. But Look, what, whatever the rest of you want to do with AZ is your own business. But I'm keeping Queensland safe for Queenslanders here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You know, yeah. Just, uh... No, I, I do. I do. I have to say, I, I, I... Okay, we've talked about silver linings about lockdowns. I didn't add this to my list in, in our countdown, but I have to say, like, silver lining is that this latest outbreak has, you know, basically New South Wales is saying, hey, fuckers, <laughs> you can either listen to this bullshit about AstraZeneca and, and weigh it up and, you know, the fact that, you know, yet yeah, you can, the chances of you getting a, you know, the blood clot from AstraZeneca vaccine is, you know, less so likely remote. than you yeah. getting, you know, hit by a car, et cetera, et cetera. Or you can take your chances with the virus. So, you know, in a way, it's 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 got a positive spin in that it might get people off their asses and getting them to, to be jabbed. I mean, once again, Tristan, you're using logic, but actually it's very simple. Um, when lockdown comes, you go back to your ex. That's fine. That's true. And, and, and remember, we said this last week. We were like, I think I, I think I mentioned it last week, which was like, if we'd gone through the lockdowns that America and the US have gone down, which we're, we're now potentially facing, yeah. at least to a small degree. He's like, determined to make like, this serious. Hey, fuckers, get the fucking jab or you can keep homeschooling for the rest of the rest of the semester. I'm like, yeah. I'll take the jab, you know? It's, it's like the Matrix. If I have to choose between the red pill, this is, you know, I don't know. I'm going to yeah, fuck yeah. up the line. The red pill, or the, I take the red pill. Or was it the blue Honestly, pill? I don't remember. Honestly, you give Tristan just another few days of homeschooling, particularly with Matteo at home, and he would let you inject him with nuclear waste. <laughs> crazy, crazy dad. Crazy dad injects children with things that he thinks are vaccines. Just fucking get vaccine, you motherfucker. <laughs> well, nice I will one, say Phil. I've got my I got my first jab this weekend on the 18th. Finally, finally uh, managed to get a spot, so... I'm going to be joining the ranks of the fully vaccinated very shortly. You're going to take a selfie and, and hashtag it and say, get vaccinated people? No, I don't do that. Okay. I just thought maybe you could help out. You two are. All right, nice 9%. one, guys. Any other <laughs> I'll, I'll tag the pod. No, it's fine. Yeah, no, fine. Uh, on to sports? Yeah, why not? Five, four, three, two, one. Cue the music. All right, to the sports down, uh, Adzo. A lot of sports. Uh, look, now, why don't you start off with the Euros? Because we've talked about like, that a lot. <laughs> Let's start uh, off that, with soccer. That can come at the end. Or, or do you uh, want to, Phil, do you want to do a wrap-up right now? Because, you know, I basically said all I wanted to say about the soccer was, the dis- you know, the disgraceful behavior of the uh, of the England fans. But I think we've covered that. If there's uh, more to add, mate, jump on in. Yeah, I think I think using the sports down to actually talk about the sporting component, um, given that we've covered everything else in the news, is um, really just just a shout out to both teams, um, England and Italy, for a really quite a, quite incredible final. Um, the opening twenty minutes of the final was absolutely blockbuster and not what you expect at all. Finals are usually quite cagey affairs, but they were going for it on both sides. England honestly could have had three goals in that opening sequence. And when they got to 20 minutes and play started slowing down and they hadn't gotten more than that one goal, there was the feeling, eh, you've, that was your shot. You came out of the blocks. You really had a chance to get a couple of goals away. You only got one and Italy are going to grind you down from here. And that's exactly how it unfolded. 
um, as Italy slowly but surely got control of the game. And by the time they made their first two substitutions in the 60th minute, they really had a stranglehold on it. Um, and later, Chiellini had an actual stranglehold on one of <laughs> England's players where he actually just grabbed the back of his shirt and wrenched him down in one Oh, yeah, I saw that. Absolutely been a red card. Yeah. Outrageous. And yet there's something about Chiellini who just gives you that cheeky jester smile and gets away with fucking anything. <laughs> um, so he just got a yellow and they went from there. And um, yeah, from there, it sort of became this war of attrition. And I think really Gareth Southgate's conservatism, which had served him really well throughout the remainder of the tournament, just wasn't set for a final. You never wanted to go to penalties with the Italians. They should have thrown the kitchen sink at getting a goal in, in normal time or extra time. Uh, because the Italian keeper is an absolute colossus. He's almost twice the size of the English keeper. Is that right? Um, and so Southgate was really slow with his substitutions. He didn't bring on um, the creative powerhouse Grealish until there was 20 minutes left in extra time, uh, which just didn't give him enough time to really um, have an impact. So you could see almost that, to a degree, Southgate was hoping to nick something, but he wasn't going full guns blazing and was happy to go to penalties, and I, I think that was a mistake. Um and, you know, it, it rolled through. Italy got their equaliser, went into extra time. Um, they just couldn't break through them, couldn't break through them. It went to the penalty shootout. Um, Gianluigi Donnarumma is is a colossus as a keeper. And yet the English still went ahead on pens. Um, but at the critical moment, um, the last player to, to come up for England, and this is what I thought was pretty much the most outrageous decision from Gareth Southgate, is that the critical penalty was taken by one of the youngest players in the squad. He's 19, wow. 19 years old. And I'm sitting there going, you've got Raheem Sterling, who's one of the senior pros who's been to multiple tournaments and has won titles and done all this stuff. You've got these amazing, like, experienced, seasoned players and you put the hopes of an entire nation on the shoulders of a 19-year-old. Mm. It just seemed like a big, big mistake right at the end of the tournament there. And I think that's what tipped it. Um, but... At the end of the day, kudos to both teams. They were the best teams of the tournament. They both pushed each other to the very end, right through to pens. There's a couple of missed pens on both sides, and then the Italians edged it. Um, either team winning, you couldn't say the other one deserved it significantly more. Or otherwise, it was just a really great final all round. So, uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to watch. It's been a great tournament. Yeah, I, uh, I proudly didn't watch any games, um, <laughs> and I did, uh, I, I did catch up on... Uh, I waited for the uh, YouTube highlights to come up every uh, yes. morning on, on certain <laughs> games yep, that came yep. up, but but it does sound like look from what I read, from, I obviously followed it and I uh, I watched highlights and so on, and, and from what I saw, it was uh, it was a, a cracking tournament. Uh, you know, it's just the challenge of uh, you know a World Cup or, or or at least a Euro played in in the European time zone, which is just a bitch. And if if one thing I don't fully understand is is our um a kinship to you know countries that we have nothing to do with you know people seem to get really passionate about it and and that's cool but anything that is in europe or the uk um i just find real challenging um and and i'm not willing to give up my precious z's uh that i need for every aching just soul-destroying moment that I have with my children in lockdown <laughs> to watch 
Denmark play Germany or what? Well, not these so, days, but there would have been a time in your life when you did. No, there was, as, as we discussed, there, there absolutely was. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, uh, thanks to the, you know modern technology, um, we're able to, to to get the good summary of it all. And yeah. you know, I uh, American football season is is a short two months away, and, and obviously I do get up <laughs> early for that. But I, the difference just, is the games start at like four or five o'clock in the morning. And, uh, you know, they're not throughout the middle of the night. You know, at least I can go to bed a bit earlier and get up and watch games. Whereas like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. kickoffs, that's a challenge. That's a yeah. challenge. I love, I, I just, well, I absolutely love the fact that Tristan's basically said like, I just don't understand why people want to watch and feel this affinity to these countries that are just all the way over on the other side of the world. Like, why would you get up at these absurd hours to watch their sport and give a damn about it? And I just can't wait for that to happen in America where I do. <laughs> um, and so that, that that was piece number one, and then you're like, oh, that's because of the two a.m. games. Just FYI, <laughs> half of the games we were at two a.m. The rest were at five a.m. And in fact, the final was at five a.m. Tristan. True. So um, basically, no, well, actually, what you said is, to be I fair, can't relate, but also I can't <laughs> wait for this thing that's exactly that. But no, <laughs> sport valid. That's absolutely valid. To defend myself, <laughs> to defend myself, and this 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 is maybe a deeper conversation. Why bother, Tristan? One thing, Why bother? <laughs> one thing I've never fully understood. And I got it when I was younger, but I, you know, not anymore. Is the fact that someone who has never been to a particular city isn't from that city, mm. um, for some reason has an affinity towards a sporting team. As we've discussed this before, I just don't share it. I I love American football. It is my number one sport, and I will watch a gazillion games a season. I try and watch every single game that I can. But, you know, when people say, who's your team? I'm like, uh, I mean, I like a couple of teams, but whether they win or lose, you know, I mean, look, I, I watched Sydney FC versus Melbourne City. I don't, I don't think, I think, again, I think the results, I don't think anyone really won out of that as far as I'm concerned. I don't think there was a, a true winner as far as I'm concerned. It's all blurry. Don't, Except don't, for in the that real bill. sense. Don't correct that bill. It's fine. Except for in the real um, sense of winning, you know. Yeah, yeah, not in the real sense of winning. I don't think there was an actual <laughs> winner. But like, okay, so Sydney City theoretically lost. But did I not sleep at night? Was I angry? No, I've never... Oh, look, the only time I felt purely disappointed about a sporting team loss, and I think I was with you, Adzo, with mm-hmm. a few of us, was when those cheating European champions, Italy... Yeah. Took a dive took a in dive the box. against Australia. Yeah. And we were at, in the city. We're on Bly Street at some pub and mm-hmm. we lost and it was one o'clock in the morning and it felt such a, you know, I think when it comes to nationalism sports like Australia, okay, cool. I can get that. It's the best that we have produced. Cool. But like club level or if I'm watching a tournament getting really passionate about a, a country that I have no connection to, I don't completely understand it and I just never will. I, I feel like, um, Tristan, that these are these are the words of a man who whose team just lost a final. Um, that's what that's <laughs> that's true. That's, that's valid. What, actually. That's what it's feeling like. It's like, well, you know, I just don't really care. All right, I'm just, just shut up. Stop loser. talking about it. Stop talking <laughs> shut about up. it. Adam, Adam, what else has happened in sport? Go. Can I go into the NRL yet? <laughs> sure. Go. Strap in. All right. Look. Okay. There were no massive blowouts <laughs> in the games this week. Um, I think the biggest was the Rabbitohs beating the Cowboys, forty-six to eighteen. Um, I was interested to see that the Eagles, which is the latest team Tristan has tipped for victory. Bad out to the Raiders, 30 points to 16, though. Any chance you want to roll back that call you made last week, mate? 
Say that again. Well, you t- last week you said you were swapping allegiance to the Eagles. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, then over uh, the weekend, they got beaten by the Raiders, 30 points to 16. I was wondering, did you have any comments or thoughts on that? Are we are we back on the Panthers gravy train? Are we a storm team uh, now? Yep, still on the Eagles. Wasn't there only like <sighs> three games this week? Yeah, could, well, no, there was more than that. There might have been four. Anyway, four. One, of, yeah. <laughs> one of them was nah. the Eagles and they got slammed. But it's an nah. origin week, so, you know. Nothing changes until All bets are off finished. on origin week. Yep. Exactly. Um, in other news, though, more heartache for the Dragons with former player Dylan Farrell arrested and charged over his involvement in a drug supply network. Now, Farrell apparently destroyed his phone after being picked up by the cops, but it didn't stop them charging him with supplying a prohibited drug and cultivating prohibited plants. In fact, he was charged further with hindering the discovery of evidence because he trashed his mobile phone. So when it comes to it, think twice about making that call again, boys. Uh, also, Queensland State of Origin player Jai Arrow has been ruled out of Game 3 after he brought a woman back to the team hotel on the Gold Coast in breach of COVID restrictions, obviously. He's been charged $35,000, suspended for two games by the NRL. He now faces 14 days in forced quarantine, a.k.a. horny jail, as a result. And uh, also, the NRL has made the call to relocate 12 teams to Queensland in order to hopefully keep competition alive while New South Wales struggles with the latest outbreak of coronavirus. Now, this includes all Sydney teams, plus Canberra and the Warriors. So if you're in Queensland, you've got your pick of the games to watch and they've all got to be better than your shithouse turnout at the Origin. Any thoughts on the NRL? Never mind the fact that the uh, you know it's, there's an NRL player that's just been uh, just been put in horny jail for breaking COVID restrictions. <laughs> I know it and, won't last uh, long. Now, now, now you're going to bring more of them into Queensland. I don't think they're going to be yeah. importing the NRL. They're importing they're there for COVID a good time, itself. not a long time, mate. That's exactly right. Although I must say that's pretty much the best reason I've heard for going to quarantine thus far. A hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, nothing, nothing surprises me. Um, Obviously, we had the we had the massive party down in uh, uh, where was it? The Dragons um, party. Yeah, the Dragons. It was in party. Shell Harbour, wasn't it? Shell Harbour. Yeah. Um. And and look, nothing surprises me by those peeps anymore. Seriously, no. like no. I, I mean, I just have to say, if if Hunter did have a job, he would have. <laughs> I think he. I think he'd be in in a psych ward by now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, hundred percent. There's so, absolutely yeah. no regard for the rules. They do not apply to these fellas. Um, oh. So, anyway, moving on to the AFL then. And a week of upsets this week with six of the nine games played won by the underdogs, which absolutely slaughtered me in my work tipping competition. Uh, now, the biggest uh, with a $1.19 shot West Coast losing to the Kangas and uh, also $1.20 faves Brisbane losing to St. Kilda. Both of them unbelievable results. Now, Essendon over Adelaide gave us the biggest blowout of the week with 84 points to the Bombers over just 21 to the Crows. And this actually set a result as the lowest score in club history for Adelaide. So a shocker for them. Also, Sports Sound regular Collingwood's Jordan DeGoey, you'd remember him, I've mentioned him a few times, will plead guilty to a string of driving charges this week. Unrelated to the current sex assault he's defending, he's been charged with driving unlicensed, using his phone in the car, riding a motorbike without a helmet and without his P-plays displayed, uh, speeding and more. A real salt of the earth type, our Jordan. I can't wait to see what he gets up to next. 
Now, in the tennis, we have already talked about it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, yeah, you probably got some thoughts on that. Without a slight interjection, and I did have a very, very, um, very clear thought on this, which is, hey, Tristan, did you hear that he said six of the nine games? Nice. (laughs) 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 On to the tennis. Mate, if if that's all you can take away from my sports down, it would have been worth it. Um, That's all I ever take. (laughs) In the tennis, we've talked about it, of course, but Ash Barty has done it. She's won Wimbledon, and what an incredible result. The first Australian woman to claim the title since fellow Indigenous star Yvonne Gulligong-Cawley 41 years ago. That and all during NAIDOC week as well. So, Barty, what a hero. 6-3, 7-6, 6-3 against Carolina Pliskova from Chechia. But also, I want to give a call out. We haven't done it yet, but another victory for Australia in Wimbledon with Dylan Alcott claiming his second Wimbledon singles title in the wheelchair tennis. An extraordinary and amazing result from the young man. Well done. Uh, Also, Djokovic uh, beat Meritini in four sets, whatever, but it was all about Barty and Alcott. Um, And honestly, with one in 13 Australians, two million Australians tuning in at 11 p.m. to watch the final for the women's, what a fantastic result. So proud of her. I'm proudly wasn't one of them. Um, now and we're going to soccer we're now news. Adding, and that's why we're now adding Dylan Alcott also as a hero. Yeah, yeah. Of the I, I was wondering if one of you guys would bring him up, and I'd be like, "Oh no, save it for the sports sound guys." But no, fuck, didn't you bring him up? All right, he's going into my <laughs> I, I, I missed him in as well. Yeah, yeah. I missed that he'd won that. What an absolute legend! Yeah, unbelievable. Just put him in just below the daycare workers, if you wouldn't mind, mate, because that's <laughs> really making a difference to <laughs> <in> my life. <laughs> Hashtag relatable. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, with the with the soccer news already sorted out, onto the PGA. And in the big one uh, this week, the John Deere Classic, it's been won by American Lucas Glover with a pretty spectacular round four, seven under. Now, the former US Open champion, Glover, notched, this is his first PGA win in more than a decade, securing his $1.1 million, what was it, Phil? Purse, that's correct. I just noticed you were having a big slug there. Uh, just three days younger than me, the uh, the man. It's good to see him making something of himself and not a disappointment to his father. Bravo, Lucas, and well done. Making bank slash making purse. So um, one thing that was missed... Uh, so on top of the... We mentioned it last week, uh, Australian, Australian golf was having a moment. I think Australian yes. sport is actually having a moment at the moment. So... Um, I think yesterday, or was it today, actually, the Australian Boomers beat the USA team. Now, again, it's an exhibition uh, an exhibition game. That's okay. Two days ago, Nigeria beat America too. Again, exhibition game, but still. Fine. Um, it's big. These are obviously the lead-ups to the, to the um, Olympics. Okay, uh, Boomers. Okay. <laughs> okay, Boomers. Uh, obviously, we know... Um, we know about the Wimbledon successes that that our boys have had, our, our boy and girl have had, um, but also uh, last week we talked about you know the golfers winning. I think it was the was it uh, I can't remember, but the, this Cameron Davis won on yep. the PGA, Lucas Herbert won on the European, and and so on. And and, 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 and I have to be honest with you, the female golfer won on the European PGA. Um, and then this week Minwoo Lee uh, won the Scottish Open on the European. Uh, PGA Tour as well. So uh, who's he's an Australian player as well. So quite incredibly, Australia is kind of kicking ass. I I kind of feel like they're doing it for us in lockdown. I kind of oh, yeah. It's my little way of of, of <laughs> kind of going. You know what? They're they're doing it because of old Philly and old Adzo and TD. We're in lockdown, yeah. 
And this is for you, mate. So every time I see these Aussies picking up this trophy, <laughs> I'm thinking, this is for you. This is oh, for look, you, ab- lad. Absolutely no doubt that Ash Barty has committed her entire life of uh, precision performance tennis playing um, to, to lifting the three of our spirits at, at this moment in time. And, and, and I thank her for that. That's sure. selfless dedication. For sure. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's right, sports. Nice one. Uh, yeah. Sports, I don't know. A lot of other things are happening as well. I'm watching yeah. the... I've been following the NBA Finals. Phoenix are playing Milwaukee. Neither. Uh, no, actually, Milwaukee won, last won the NBA Championship in 1976 and Phoenix has never won it. Wow. So, uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, well, I mean, um, yeah. Tristan, we did promise to make this pod shorter and we're at an hour 27 and counting before we've even gotten to the prison segment. So, uh, <laughs> shall let's we get the, Let's get on to the prison spe- segment then, huh? <laughs> All right. Right. Insert oh, no, 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 Oz music So our feature segment of the week, uh, we are we're honouring the lockdown, and by honouring, we're, we're trying to find we're trying to p- find some silver lining yeah. in the lockdown that we're going on under the moment. So we were uh, we're trying to find the sweetness, if you will. If you want to bring it back to diabetes, we're trying to find the sweetness in the sour. Yeah, I've, um, I've already deleted all my diabetes references, and I'm uh, yeah, I've got my top jail movies now. Can we can we do cool. that? So, so guys, we hear you. You're in lockdown. You're hurting. You're stuck at home. Like me, you've probably got kids who have to be homeschooled, and you're just you're thinking about you're thinking about the next few weeks, and you're thinking I need to develop a craft beer addiction to get through this. And I and I hear you. <laughs> so what we wanted to do was you know keep it light, keep it fun, and count down our top five things about lockdowns. Um, so I've uh, I've counted down my top five things that you can do while you're in a lockdown. Adzo's counted down his top five movies that you can watch about lockdowns while you're in a lockdown. Yep. And Phil has, insert Phil here. Oh, do you actually want me to say it or are we going to make it Yeah, please. Um, mine no, is the, no, 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 no. All right, let's just, let's just start. No, no, that's you know fine. <laughs> that's fine. I, I, there was suspense going on, but I've got the, uh, the top five characters from the hit TV show Prison Break. Oh, yes. You're welcome, Jesus gentlemen. <laughs> Jesus Christ! How do, how do you go? How do you go past the guy who actually tats the shit on his chest? Is there any more? He's the guy. Number one will surprise you. <laughs> actually, case in point, Adza, we should have probably top counted down the top five moments in Oz. That would have been great. Yeah, we haven't watched yeah. Oz in twenty years, though. So I know, be, but still tough. Yeah, you know, imagine rewatching Oz. I know. Go put that down for the next boys' weekend. Yeah, yeah, fair call. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, okay. All right. Well, I'll start. Please. So, top five things about lockdowns that uh, that make it a bit more bearable. Um, you can pretend that you're gonna do that. You're gonna set time aside to do all those horrible tasks that you never do. So, oh, yeah. uh, yep. you know, 
it's an excuse for it's an excuse for having an excuse. You can basically go, you know what? This lockdown, I'm totally going to sort out the garage in its entirety. You never do it, obviously. You pretty much spend most of your time either playing Nintendo Switch, uh, setting up shit on your computer, or just watching um, content series on, on Netflix that you know you probably don't actually need to watch. Absolutely. But it gives you a reason in the morning to wake up and go, you know what? I'm finally going to tackle the kitchen cupboard. Today's the day. <laughs> Today Today's is the, the day. day. Um, and that was, I, I agree with you, Tristan. One of my favorite things about the first lockdown was realizing that all those things I thought I wasn't doing because I was too busy are actually because I'm a lazy piece of shit. Oh, so um, yep. much. And, you know, that same. upset me yeah. at first and then it liberated me. Like most truth, you don't want to hear it at first and then you realize that it will set you free. Right now, I, I you know, if we're going into, let's say, another four weeks of lockdown, I have four weeks ahead of me. I, it's like it's like the beginning of a holiday when you think your holiday is just beginning and suddenly you're yep. at the last day and you go, oh, yep. fuck. Yeah. I, 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 you know, the beginning of the holiday, you go, I got, I got 10 days of, of this in front of me. This is amazing. I can do whatever the hell I want to do at the moment because I still... I'll hire the jet you, skis you, you kind tomorrow. of count it down. You go, all right, I've had three days, but I've still got a week ahead of me. All right, I've got three. We're at that point right now. Like, shit, man, I'm going to... I'm gonna. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to clear out the garage. I'm going <laughs> to clear this pile of clothes that I've been sitting on the landing for ages. And, and finally, finally, I'm going to get this shit out on eBay and, and Gumtree and I'm going to sell it. And four weeks is going to rock up and that pile's still going to be there. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. I just have to wait for another lockdown to to to, re, to reset the dream again. <laughs> and, and and with all that sitting down, they won't be the only piles you have. <laughs> and so, what's your number five uh, count movie countdown? Yeah, as uh, now th- I've gone <laughs> with um, Christ, I've gone with all prison movies. I'll so I'm going to start this off Christ. with a um a very quotable, <laughs> very classic little uh, prison movie called. Let's go to prison, starring movie. Uh, Will Arnett. Will Arnett. And now I think he's uh, he's arrested and sent to prison for I think it's embezzlement. It's basically a corporate crime, and then yep. has to come to terms with his yep. new situation. Uh, all the threats of prison, and it's got an interesting social message in there as well, where periodically it'll break out and talk about the actual issues and and real life problems with the American prison system, which was an interesting take for the uh, for the producers and directors to go down, but um. It has the classic line of, uh, would you like some Merlot? Merlot. I make it in the toilet. toilet. That uh, is just a a cracker. So let's go to prison. It's a funny movie, but it's it's got a bit of strange warmth to it as well. I'm giving it my number five. Good call. I love it. I'm I'm a big fan. Good good selection. Beautiful. So the number five best character from the TV show Prison Break. Um, And and just a note to anybody... (laughs) To any, <laughs> just a note to, to anybody who doesn't. I can't even keep a straight face. I'm so excited. Um, just a note to anybody who doesn't know the show Prison Break. This is a show that was, uh, you know, came out some time ago, and and it was it was truly utterly enthralling and awesome for one season, um, and then it should have ended. Uh, but then instead, it ran for five full seasons, presumably creating an existential prison for the writers from which they thought they would never escape. Um, but that one glorious season where it captured all of our imaginations that spawned them to try again four more times. Uh, character uh, number five is Lincoln Burroughs, the brother of Tattoo Man, who inexplicably doesn't have the same <laughs> surname. 
uh, and <laughs> needed to be there to be a reason for the whole show to happen in the first place. That's about as much personality and character as he brings forward. Um, but we, he needed to break someone out of prison, and here he was. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Phil, I, obviously, we're not going to have many comments on this because, uh, you know, there's absolutely no way I can comment on Prison Break. Did you love this show so much that you can just do this pretty much off off the cusp? I'm going to let the listeners decide whether I love it or whether I hate it. Oh, yeah, wow. that that's fair enough. All right. Well, Although, while I'm doing that, I, I just both. came up with a great thing. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna as you do that, I'm gonna continue to count down. Um, my top five reasons why lockdown is good, but also throw in um, the celebrities who are still in prison. So uh, remember... Um, oh, wow, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's just what we need well, at, at an hour and Cosby. 34 minutes. More content. Subway Subway Jared, he's still in jail. So well, he's go. a pedo. He should be... Yeah. Hmm. Um, all right, so... Bye. Hey. I, actually, um, he, I, I actually heard that um, he's recently got parole, though. Oh, I don't know. This could be an old article. No, yeah, he came out of jail. He said, I feel like a young man. (laughs) Oh, Adzo. No. No. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) So bad. Anyway, carry on. Oh, Adzo. Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> oh. oh, hang on a second, I lost my notes. <laughs> All right. Tristan's oh. gone. It's over. I'm sorry. It caught me mid-sneeze too. It, it destroyed my sneeze. <laughs> oh, oh, God. You know, I've been feeling and sick ever since I went to uh, KFC Rockdale. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, all right. Number four. Um, so, why are lockdowns good? Um, there's no more Monday mornings. Because every day is monotonous and, and terrible. So, like, you don't have that, like, oh, it's Monday morning. work. Like, you know, when you're in lockdown, yeah. every day is kind of a work day. You're like, it's a Sunday. May as well do some work because you live at your exactly office. exactly the same. You know? I live at my office. I may as well do things. So, there's none of that Monday morning. Oh, it's Monday. It's the start of the working week. It's like, every day is terrible. So, you may as well just embrace it and create it as the new norm in a way. Sunday nights can become really fun because you're like, normally I'd be really dreading tomorrow, but now I dread every morning. So it's all the same. All right. Yeah. Okay. You know I, mean? That's, I mean, that's kind of a good That's thing, really I depressing, guess. but yep. <laughs> all right. Well, right a window into your life. I'll throw in a cheery one. <clears throat> um, Who's still in jail, mate? <laughs> <laughs> the, you know how they, you know, how they'll come, you know, like we just discussed before, like, Taking the AstraZeneca vaccine, it, it's it's you know getting a blood clot is is less likely than getting hit by a car. Yeah. Well, when you're in lockdown, you you're even less likely to get hit by a car. So okay. it's kind of full circle. All right. So my go. number four movie uh, that I'd like to <laughs> bring up right along. <laughs> is the Nicolas Cage classic. Yeah, it's a Con Air. Con Air. I'm not going yep. with The Rock because that was a no longer in use prison, but Con Air. Nicholas Play- right, Cage plays uh, a young man, Cameron, sent to jail needlessly for just protecting his family. It's an all-star cast. I'm talking Malkovich, John Cusack. It's got uh, Dave Chappelle plays a role. Steve Bashim's in there. Da- Danny Trejo. Everybody's in this movie. It's such a fun film. For some the reason, film. they stick all of these guys on a plane. And, uh, of course, they uh, they hijack their way out of it. And 
just what can I say? Watch it. Watch it again. If you haven't seen it for a while, watch it again. It's a blast. Check it out. That that's got to have been Bruckheimer, right? No, it wasn't. Actually, wasn't it, it was um, Simon West uh, directed it. Go. Who didn't have a it, lot of other credits that I can remember. Um, it just feels yeah, so. It feels I think he did so the Tomb Raider series actually, but that was about it. Yeah, it feels so Bruckheimer in nature. I was rewatching Gone it in does, sixty yeah. seconds the other day, and it, and it was just like, this is peak peak nineties, early two thousand cinema. Oh yeah, agreed. Yep. Okay, so coming to the fourth best uh, character from the hit TV show Prison Break is uh, Michael <laughs> S- Michael Schofield, uh, the living tattoo, the man who tattooed the entire prison system. Onto He's his number body. four, and that, by the way, is the entire extent of his personality. There's not a whole lot else oh, going okay. on. I know uh, he's, su- honestly- he's such a. F- I remember that actually from watching the first season. Yeah. it's like. Uh, we watch the show like cool. This this is an awesome show. The guy, man, you got to watch the show. He's got the whole fucking plan of the prison yep. tatted on his chest, and that's pretty much yep. all Michael Schofield did. The, the creativity of that show went as far as the tattoo and no further. Um, <laughs> the tattoo is probably the leading actor on the show, but I didn't want to give away my number one early. <laughs> so he one. he didn't get a chance to like speak in riddles. You know, if the jail you wish to flee, go to Sector Seven B and. <laughs> <laughs> People are interpreting nice. it. He keeps having to take his shirt off. Very good. Nice shout Very out good. to Sector Seven B right there. I like it. <laughs> Very good. Um, all right, my number, my number three about why uh, lockdowns are good. This is a this is a genuine one. You actually have some some. There's some shitty moments, but you actually have some really lovely family time. One thing that I do quite love about um, lockdown is when I take the kids out for a walk and take them down to the beach and so on. You. But generally, gen- generally, it comes from a a place of, of 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 need. You need to just get the kids out of the house. But there is that. I always think of that Simpsons episode where the where Itchy and Scratchy is pulled off the air, and the kids go outside, and they oh yeah, rubbing their eyes. Well. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that. And you walk past other parents walking with their babies and their children. Yeah, you kind yep. of you nod your little head, and and you just know that. Listen, it's it is hard at the moment, but for these moments when we just genuinely take our kids out you know just walk for them go on an adventure walks uh my wife did a treasure hunt with the kids the other day you know to find what they could find you know had a little tick tick map of what they could find as, as oh, they're walking yeah. around the streets and so on like it is a, a nice thing and and just seeing people you know out and being you know socially distancing and being responsible being out and you know being with their families and, and experiencing outdoors is is a nice thing and you know if you do dedicate some time to to being with your children. And that was one thing that I loved about last year in the lockdown was, yeah, it was hard, but at the same time, it actually gave me some really nice moments with the kids. So, oh, yeah, uh, so and, a serious uh, moment. How'd you go with that? I don't no, like I, them. No, I want to, I'm trying, <laughs> and hopefully daycare is open tomorrow. As I said, it's, <laughs> I was it goes say, either way. So beautiful and heartfelt there, Tristan. Adzo, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Is it me again? Uh, good. Yeah. So my number three movie, and I doubt very much that either of you have seen it, but you might've seen some of the other stuff that this director's done. Um, there's a movie starring Vince Vaughn called Brawl in Cell Block 99, and that was directed by S. Craig Zala, who made Bone Tomahawk, which I know I watched with oh, you, wow. Tristan, which was a classic yeah. adventure movie. western, which Good just fun. went fucking bananas at the end with cannibals yeah. and all kinds of nonsense. Uh, another movie called Dragged Across Concrete. Uh, which he made starring, I think, Vince Vaughn again and Mel Gibson. But uh, Brawl in Cell Block 99, it's just a classic 
exploitation prison movie. Vince Vaughn just moves from cell block to cell block through this prison, basically getting more and more gratuitously violent with each cell block until he reaches basically the final video game boss and then stomps his head into the concrete. It's amazing. It is so much fun. If you just want mindless, bloody carnage, Vince Vaughn, the comedic actor Vince Vaughn stars in Brawl in Cell Block 99. <laughs> Check it out. It's rated PG-13. It is not at all. <laughs> it is vile. Check it out. I can't believe we haven't watched that together, bro. We'll Rob Schneider the is the state. <laughs> Brawl in Cell Block 99. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Phil, your number number three. Okay, so my my number three best uh, character from the hit TV show Prison Break. <laughs> is, I just like hearing the description every time. Every time is uh, Teabag, of course. Uh, uh, yeah, so obviously. among among the creepiest characters ever to grace TV, uh, he was the one you loved to hate. Um, and then, of course, you know they were going to screw him over at the end, but he ended up escaping prison with him. Spoilers, yeah. Spoiler alert. But, From uh, 2005, yeah. yeah. Honestly, a creepy-looking <laughs> character called Teabag. Love so that. you just you just wanted to say Teabag on air. Well, That's why is all. he called Teabag? Well, you, you make That's up your own Because yeah. his name <laughs> is Theodore Bagwell. Honestly, yep, that's it. and it's Theodore Teabag Bagwell. So yeah, uh, Phil yep. just saw it for an opportunity for another dick joke, and he just threw it in there. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea what the two of you are talking about. This is true and authentic love for a TV show from 2005 that should never have gone past three episodes. Um, <laughs> and yet, you're true. turning it into an entire segment on our podcast. Or am I? Wait and see. I don't know. Oh wow! Oh, I can't. Um, all right, number two. Uh, you don't have to make excuses. For not wanting to see certain people. That so, is so yes. true. Oh, yes. That comes right down to next door neighbours. It's like, oh, we'd love to come over for a Friday glass of wine, but everything. <laughs> the rules. I can't. Sorry. Listen, love to, but unfortunately, what are we going to do this weekend? Uh, you kids are just going to watch TV and I'm just going to stay in my pyjamas and, and, <laughs> and just, just be in, in the office all day. Oh, yay. Like, yeah, don't have to... I've got no deadline. Don't have to make any plans. It's no great. plans. Yeah. You know, and it's guilt-free kind of, laziness. Yeah. And yeah. if I decide I need to go out and do some exercise, like yeah, kids, where do you want to go exercise? There. Okay, cool. Let's go exercise over there. That works. Mm. Yeah. But you just you know, and look, it, it goes both ways. As I said, there's obviously people that you want to see and you want to hang out with, and you miss them. Can't think but of one. There's a lot of people. Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> actually, with the advent of Nintendo Switch Online, there's no reason for you and I to see each other anymore uh, We're either. spending more time together than we ever have before. We'll ever have. We're Our playing golf every night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're number two, Adzo. Uh, yeah, okay. So, um, I'm going to give this one to The Great Escape. Now, that's the story, okay. the true story of the, the bunch of American POWs caught in a Nazi uh, internment camp that dig their way out. It's, again, another all-star cast, uh, and it's just a great film. It's one of those films that you could just re-watch and re-watch. It's one of those classics that you just love to watch. And you know what? It ends on quite a sad note. Of everyone that makes the escape, I think only one of them ends up uh, making it all the way out and, and surviving. But it is a true story, and... Watching these guys coming up is basically like a serious version of Hogan's Heroes. You know, they've yeah. got the the secret radio hidden in the coffee pot and they're digging tunnels under the camp. But it just hits really nicely. And it's got that 
amazing soundtrack. That bum 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 ba da da da. It's got that song which you're still humming three days later, and it's just yeah. Uh, given it my number two, The Great Escape, great movie. That's a that's a brilliant pick, Adzo, and that mm. song has already nested its way and wormed its way into the bottom of my consciousness, and there <laughs> it will reside for days to come. Perfect. Beautiful. So um, it is at this point, I have to admit, I tapped out of any interest in going further <laughs> back down the prison break rabbit oh, hole. So God. without further ado, my top, my top two picks are my favorite things about prison that appear in Fast and the Furious. So back to form. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, I love uh, when he takes a hard left into oh, Fast and the Furious. I'm He's so like, excited by this now. So my, my, my number two this week... Uh, is in fact the uh, the prison bus scene that closes out Fast and the Furious four and begins Fast and the Furious five or three and then four. It's at one of the joins where yep. basically they bust Dominic Toretto out of the prison bus. And so okay. a great scene where basically three sports cars find a way to roll a prison bus and then escape with Dominic Toretto. It's a beautiful scene. It's an amazing moment. It probably killed a lot of people, but we'll gloss right over that and drive off into the sunset in a uh, in a beautiful sports car. Uh, I, I love how Hollywood glosses over the fact that all these violent, you know, building-destroying explosion scenes would have most likely killed many, many innocent bystanders. But it doesn't um, matter because we're only focused on the hero, and that's well, all that and matters. In, and in, in our this case... In, in this case, you know, it was mostly prisoners and, you know, a few cops and a bus driver, but mostly focused on the prisoners. It's fine. <laughs> and Dominic Toretto is indestructible, so there's no problem. Love it. That's gold, dude. Gold. Um, Just wait till number one, boys. Oh, <laughs> number one will surprise us. I'm getting very existential. So, obviously, I could get existential and I could say that my number one, uh, you know, silver lining about lockdown is that we might be in a lockdown, but shit. Given everything we're talking about, our lockdown is way better than actually being in prison. Uh, yeah, but okay. my uh, my number one is an obvious <laughs> one. You can pick up a craft beer addiction, and no one really bats an eyelid. <laughs> I can, but yeah. I, I I honestly feel like I'm getting away with just spending money on booze, and my wife is not even she's she's just kind of understands that. Ah, oh, honey, I just there's a lot of thought, understanding at the moment. Yeah, I, I noticed uh, that tonight honey, when I, my wife was like, "Hey, is um." Where's that wine from last night? Did you finish it? I'm like, no, there's a glass left, knowing that she left me with yeah. one and three quarter bottles yeah. of red when she went to bed. And she, she's like, yeah, okay. Okay. She, as long as you, you left you me away a glass shit. out of all of that. She's like, this is great. This is just lockdown. You get away with shit. It's, it's yeah. how it works. I, 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 It's just, it is like, oh, what are you doing? Uh, I'm, help, help, come help me pick some of these ridiculously sugary, uh, you know, 13% <laughs> beers. How much are they? A hundred, hundred bucks for six. It's value, <laughs> free delivery. And it's like you just, it's every, you know, when it's not locked down, I have to say, like, if I just crack open something, I get a little bit of a look. look. Yeah, yeah. But in, like, in it lockdown is, mode, it's 10.30 in the morning, but not now. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're not far off, bro. I think lockdown's like off. being in an international airport. There are no times That's so and true. there are no rules. That's so Whatever true. it takes to get through the day, to come out the other end with the kids still alive, and your sanity intact, there are no rules. So I think I've actually messaged you guys. Haven't I messaged you guys a couple of times of like photos of craft brews that I've picked up and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. God, I love lockdown. <laughs> it's just like 11 o'clock in the morning, 
fucker got a let's, good night coming up ahead of me. Let's just say, Tristan, you've sent enough of those pictures enough times that I might not be batting an eyelid, but I'm keeping an eye on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just thought of another thing. I don't know if this is stacking up for you as a bonus one, but one thing that uh, that Lindy and I have noticed is that our washing pile is not nowhere near as what it normally is with two small kids because no one basically gets out of their pyjamas. So oh yeah, it's great. One thing I will say, the washing isn't piling up. It's like that's cuz we're filthy. Not yeah. just the kids, but I will get up, uh I'll wake up in my tracksuit, I'll walk the dog in the tracksuit, I'll spend all day at work in the tracksuit, and then I'll climb back into bed in the tracksuit. <laughs> it's actually a great time to be alive, and I'm yeah. sure that there are listeners, we have listeners listening to this every third day down, ring my going, underpants wow. out. It's fine. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, you're number one, bro. I think number I, one? I, uh, yeah. Num- I have a few thought shorts of what this could be. Number one's a tie. Does that help? I had two in my oh, head. So I'm to, well, I'm going to expand on it because... some extra content. They're, yeah. both, they're both set in jail. They're both yeah. Stephen King books. And they're both yeah. directed by Frank Darabont. And of course, okay. I'm talking about The Shawshank Redemption and The Green Mile. Two yep. incredible oh, yeah. movies yep. uh, from yep. an incredible author in his prime when he wrote both of them. Uh, amazingly directed. No one handles uh, Stephen King like Darabont. He also did The Mist, which was, again, another amazing Stephen King adaption. But those two movies were that combination of beautiful and sweet and violent and gritty and just a kick in the guts at times. You know, they broke your heart and they built you up. So I'm giving a joint first place to my two absolute favorite, if not, you know, some of my favorite movies of all time, but definitely my two favorite prison movies, The Shawshank Redemption and The Green Mile. Good call. That's, that's um, beautiful. And movies that hit you right in the feels. Oh my God, yeah. Look, I'm not I'm not a massive fan. I was. I, maybe I need to watch it again. I didn't particularly like The Shawshank Redemption. No, I'm kidding. I didn't particularly <laughs> like The Green Mile. Um, I didn't find it a... I, I didn't find it... I do remember... Um, some of the lines in it, but I didn't find it particularly alluring. Obviously, I find you know the Shawshank Redemption is, oh, it's is incredible, incredible yeah. film. Um, but yeah, maybe I need to watch. Maybe I need to watch it again. I I I wouldn't have thought that would have figured on your on your your that high. But maybe yeah, maybe it is that good. I don't, is it considered a very good film? Um, I think it is. You know, yeah. if, if if you put a gun to my head, I'd I'd pick Shawshank every day of the week. But I figured yeah. I didn't want to use up two slots. On two prison movies directed by the same guy, written by the same guy, um, so yeah, they got they got tied first place. I'd, I'd probably give it to Shawshank though. Yeah, cool. Okay, love yeah. it. Um, the only other one I was thinking of was um, the Clint Eastwood one, Escape from Alcatraz. That's a classic too. Oh yeah, that's that's a classic. But yeah, it's not um, one of those like you know when it comes to. You know, The Great Escape, I've probably seen that a dozen times. You know, it's got you know, yeah. Charles Bronson and, and Richard Attenborough and, and it's just amazing. Um, and but- I, know you, I know you weren't talking about TV shows, but any any prison scene in Arrested Development is also amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I actually, I thought of that I am doing the today. time of my life. I was thinking life. about that today. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. every every episode where they feature that is incredible. Yeah. Which also today has a shout was- out to Prison Break as well, where the guy... Tries to draw the when Job tries to draw the, the map of the, the prison on his on his tummy. It's great, a hundred percent. And and one of the things I was contemplating today as we were looking at this subject matter was just how often discussions at a prison where they're meeting the guy the person that's in prison in one yeah. of those like conversation rooms is yeah. such a framing piece to so much television. 
yeah. um, yep. and so many movies and whatnot. But, um, you know, I think Adzo did a good job, you know, really relating it to six movies in total. Um, and the best part is that my final one relates to nine movies in total. So, um, <laughs> nice, six and nine. Um, Beautiful. So, so Jesus Christ. The number He's one... up the show. The number one uh, prison piece around uh, Fast and the Furious is, in fact, the concept of prison itself. Because oh. for those who have recently or remember well the uh, the very first Fast and the Furious movie, but Dom- Dominic Toretto's whole thing is, I'll die before I go back to prison. And that has basically uh, featured in every Fast and the Furious movie since then. So if if there is truly a antagonist within the series that uh, transcends individual movies and becomes the antagonist of the entire series it is the concept of going to prison itself so thank you prison for bringing us fast and the furious unbelievable. okay unbelievable right. and, how um, you turned this segment into a homage to uh to the fast and the furious how is so sick unbelievable he does it every week <laughs> it's incredible that's right <laughs> i love it um there's always I love a way it. It's it's absolutely brilliant. Well done, bro. Well done. I'm impressed by you, and I love you. That's why I love you. Oh no. <laughs> so happy uh, happy lockdown to all of you, my friends. Uh, stay in there. Stay strong. Uh, listen to the pods. Go and listen to some older episodes. Get our get our numbers up um, because we 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 bank coin every time you listen. Do we? Um, oh, I, have I not shared that with you guys yet? I haven't seen um, any checks. Honestly, oh, so hmm. unfortunately, shit. it's a Doge coin, but yeah, no Shibu. Hey, that's on its way. Just give it a chance. <laughs> Hashtag Shibu just, Army. Just, just but, waiting uh, on one more Elon Musk text. All right, let's uh, let's let's wrap up the show. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around a bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. And time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling On down to San Antonio Do we have a chappy asks or are we closing out? Uh, we don't have if a chappy asks. We do, asks. we can do it next week. We don't have a chappy asks. Uh, good old classic Sydney news. I have no Sydney news, but I will say I learnt today that... Well, actually, funny, none of us mentioned anything about um, Richard Branson going into space. That was pretty no. cool. No, but... I was on Coogee Beach and we were watching an aeroplane flying. You know when the planes fly really high and it looks like a missile in the sky? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were watching this plane fly over and then it took banked to the right heading south like it was heading towards Melbourne or Canberra. So, I quickly packed open the old flight radar <laughs> yeah. and just to see what plane it was. And what's incredible is that sitting on Coogee Beach, you know, how high these planes are in the sky and seeing where it turned... And on flight radar, it was past Nowra. So past oh, wow. Nowra can still see it up in the middle of the sky. You can yeah. basically, if an aeroplane is halfway between, you know, Coogee Beach and Canberra, you can still see it in the sky. Like That's it doesn't incredible. look that far away. It's actually no. pretty amazing. Mm. Yeah. You don't think about it like that, but it's true. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, that, that plane's been flying for a little bit and it's... It's. I can still see see it. Where is it? It's like, oh God, that's almost. It's almost in Canberra airspace. No Sydney yeah. news, but just thought it was pretty cool. Right. The miracle um, of perspective. 
And that's the show, gentlemen. <laughs> that's the science show. <laughs> uh, next week, we've got uh, Max Higgins on. Can't wait uh, to speak to Max. Star of 7 oh, uh, yeah. Amped, Brisbane boy. Yep, so we're gonna yep. next week's episode is going to be uh, probably music-themed, I would say, yep. somehow. Yep. So we're going to have to think about what we want to talk to Max about. Um, but very excited to have him on and more to just have my revenge so that we sound awesome and he sounds shit when we're recording the podcast. <laughs> I'm just gonna, even though he's got a great setup, I'm going to make him sound really bad. Yeah, let me know but if you need to. That. I can I can courier you the uh, the old blue ball microphone <laughs> blue, that we'll be using. Blue ball microphone. <laughs> I like it. All right, uh, all right my friends, uh, stay safe, um, be well. Hopefully, we're we get we're getting better at this uh, fucking virus thing. And um, looking forward to chatting to you guys in a week. Phil, strap yeah. us out. Strap out, gentlemen. Just a baby. My mama told me, son. Always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry There's rich folks eating from a fancy dining car They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars Well, I know I had it coming I know I can't be free But those people keep a moving And that's what tortures me From this prison If that railroad train was mine I bet I'd move it on A little farther down the line Far from Folsom Prison That's where I want to stay And I'd let that lonesome whistle Blow my blues away